0: Welcome, everyone, to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, also known as Wolf. And with me, as always, is uh, is this this other guy
1: that's always around. Sal Capone. (laughs) That was quick. (laughs) I love it. That's one of the ones that just (laughs) kind of You're like Sal Capone. Yep, yep.
0: Like a sacophone? I thought it was Salmonella. Could be that, too. It could be that, too.
1: That's for my my zombie apocalypse uh, um, persona. Whenever that happens, then I become Salmonella. Well, the people you know will what? We
0: found out something today. Uh, we're in the studio, and and he doesn't go anywhere without uh, magnesium chips.
1: That's it. It's it's you know you never know his when you have to start a fire device. His is And if you fuel. get attacked by zombies, if I get attacked by zombies, I got the magnesium chips on that. Boom! Start them up. There you, you go. You think Boom.
0: it's as easy as they do it, and like on uh, Walking Dead? Well, think about it like this: that really? they
1: could just like hit,
0: they just like thump them in the head, and their head caves in. That's like that the may softest be. skulls I've ever seen ever.
1: Well, true, but when you think of the Un, living undead or undead whatever you want to call it they're degrading oh, okay quickly. and the bone so, doesn't
0: degrade oh, that
1: quick come on dude well it all depends on what kind like of like that virus one girl maggie going them. she looks so girly when she tries
0: to hit like she's like eh, and she just like reaches out and tries and then the zombies just heads explode that's like cause really
1: it's, that's because it's all this new age today's you know young 20 somethings they they got to I don't know. Make them feel good about themselves or something. I don't know, but it's in reality. So that
0: so that anybody can just go up. Even a little kid can stab somebody yeah, in the you head know, pretty you, easily
1: you, with a stick. You know, it's to today's world. You look wow. at the movies. You see hundred pound girls beating up two hundred and fifty pound guys, and, and in the little movies. children too. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't. It's, I
0: don't know about the whole this. The, these these zombies with the soft heads. I don't. I don't. I'm not into that. That's I one know. thing. I turned me off from the show.
1: I really never got into it because the. Because the, the, if our heads were really that soft, dude, I mean, you couldn't even be around trees. You had to You're walk like, right.
2: oh, ah! <laughs> pale, you know.
1: Walk around with a helmet. You'd have to.
2: Well, you know. I quit watching the show when the baby didn't turn into a zombie and like eat its way oh, out of the right. other Like and that's I what I wanted to there. happen. Oh yeah.
0: This is uh, our oh, guest. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, let's Just plug the email real okay, quick. Okay. 88 at gmail.com.
1: And uh, Wolf and Sal at gmail.com. Send us your stories. We want to hear them everybody. And yeah. we'll get to them as fast as we can. We're, I'm sorry. We're only two people doing this, but we apologize in advance, but keep sending them in folks. We love what we got and we will get them on the show. One in one of these near future episodes.
0: And and here's here's the deal. We have in our studio today with us Jane. You've already yes. heard her. Yes. yes. She spoke out of turn. I we did. don't, we okay. don't I usually allow people that aren't part of the inner circle to do that, but you know what? I'm we'll just... deal we'll deal with you later for that. <laughs> Anyways, so so and you're probably wondering who she is. Who she is is actually she was a fan of the show.
2: Yes. fangirling girl and hard over here. That's it's... awesome.
1: So Here's the deal, folks, you know, I'm just curious as to, you know, what brought this about. Obviously, you know, speaking with her before the show and everything, she's had her own weird and odd experiences. Yeah. Well, that, of course, led her into the, uh, you know, YouTube, saw Vic's show, heard Wolf on there, and then yep. that, the progression's there. And so, I'm she just- She actually reached out to you first, right? To I
2: did. I did dun 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 she look at that little oh, confusion yeah. she she Look at your sexy look, what right. he's like
1: yeah yeah I, you did I, 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 no you, you've got to understand something I, I, I'm a vet and oh, no, I'm I've just been blown up you. twice and sometimes my memory just you know I think one thing and the next thing I know I'm like oh wait a minute that's not it so you know it's one of those things being, you know. She so reached
0: I, out to you, and you were just like, meh. And then no. So she, so no. I was her second choice. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I guess I'll try that other guy. Yeah, that other the guy. other dude's like, oh, uh, yeah, what's up?
1: But the cool thing is, is that uh, she's, you know, had a weird experience, and I want to hear about that. And, of course, the natural progression, you heard that, folks. And so we need to just, hey. Well, t- tell, tell them what. You, tell them. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Yes. Tell us so, what's up.
2: So, yeah, I um, have always been interested in the paranormal. I've kind of always had experiences ever since I can remember. So, obviously, I think when you have experiences, it's just naturally intriguing to you. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm always on the YouTube. I like listening to what was that Swamp Dweller? Oh, can I like?
0: Yeah, about. But yeah, we, yeah. you can plug and, anybody you want. Yeah, yeah Shameless and, uh, plugs here.
2: And that kind of leads to uh, Vic's Show where I heard you on uh, a couple of his episodes and I was like, man, this guy is great. <laughs> I <being> not on
3: that <Metro. laughs> <laughs>
2: And uh, so, yeah, I, I basically waited until you finally got your podcast going and uh, listened. Wait, to well, that, that
0: sounds like you finally got it together. Well, and
2: it, got it, was, podcast, it was, it was, it felt like it took a long time because I, I was like looking well, for I you on, the, really on YouTube in until and, I was
1: harangued by this guy. Yeah, years. and and he was on his deathbed at the hospital, so <laughs> it was and all and of I, those and things. Then, and then
0: I made a promise that if I if I live, I'm going
1: to do this.
2: I guess if life has to happen,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: I told you and Nellie that I would do it. And if, if, yeah. if, if I live through this, then I'm going to do it.
1: i yeah. sure. And we did. Well, and
2: I'm glad. I'm really glad. We kind of kicked
1: each other in the seat of the pants to let's just get it done and let's do it. And so after his hospital episode, you know, and I've had a couple hospital of my own episodes.
0: <laughs> the people are going to start looking for that one now. Where's the hospital episode? I, don't, I didn't see that one.
1: No, no, that, that, that strictly, you know, happened to us in real life. Each, each of us have had our own little stints in the hospital. In the last few years. So the, the last time he was there, yeah, we said, we're going to do this. Yeah. Forget that. You know, forget everything. We're just going to do it. We kicked each other in the pants and said, all right, let's go.
0: Hey, you know, I just thought about something. You're from
1: Georgia. Yeah. And we were talking yeah. about Walking
0: Dead. Yeah. It's yeah. Interesting. Which is set in Georgia, right? It is. It is. Because they're always sweaty and dirty and, they're, and they look humid.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: have you noticed they wear jackets and it's always summer in all those episodes it's it's weird and the
2: hair is always in their face like how can you fight a zombie with hair but you know what i'm not going to hate on the walking dead because that's going to lead to problems it's
1: hollywood there's certain things you can't do in hollywood because it doesn't make for good cinema
2: that's right you gotta have the (laughs) pretty
1: sweaty there's no winter
2: not in georgia there's really not we get like December. You don't get any cold at all? Maybe January. Our cold is like Dalaniga. 30 to 40 degrees.
1: You got to be up in Dahlonega up in the mountains.
2: Yeah,
0: but 30 to 40 degrees is still enough to wear a freaking jacket, dude. It, I, I mean, I, those guys are I always I like sweaty and hot.
2: I can't tell you the last time I had to wear a jacket.
0: Oh, mm. wow. Like I, it's, I, I
2: it's thought that because I know bad. I've
1: been all over the South, but not in the winter, really.
2: It just It's just the past couple years, but um, yeah.
1: I'm, I've been to Georgia in, in February, and it's cold.
2: Is it?
3: Oh yeah, I, yeah. It I, gets, I, I, I thought it did. At,
1: well, maybe I went to boot camp at Fort Benning. Benning. Oh, you went to Benning that's
2: where. Yeah. yeah, I know all about Benning. That's where my
0: brother was. All yeah. right, so, <clears throat> so, so here, here we go, folks. You had some weird experiences, yeah. And, and you reached out, and yep. we started talking. And you, you know, you were like, I, as a flight attendant, mm-hmm. you can do layovers or whatever. So yep. you decided, and I said, you know what? You will be the first fan. That we ever had come on the show. Which is very exciting. The- Live
2: in person. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which I thought was really cool, so.
2: Yeah. This has been great.
1: We're definitely happy to have you here.
2: I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm not. I'm really miserable. But
1: anyway, go
2: ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tell us all about it. Yeah,
2: so. Um, Start at the beginning. The and beginning. Okay, so like way back in 19... 19- I'm just kidding. Um... So, yeah, growing up, I always had kind of weird experiences. And I was, I've been kind of mulling over these things and um, the property. So, I grew up on a farm, sheep farm of all places. And um, sheep farm? Sheep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes.
3: What
2: the- oh, God. I hate sheep. Anyway, so the um, farm, I believe, was um, Native American. They're, they're, I used to dig up arrowheads. Oh, all okay. the time, all the time. Little quartz arrowheads. Actually, dug up a spear one time. We're you know, part it's, of Georgia's. Is- um, it is probably about an hour, hour and a half north, uh, east of Atlanta. Okay. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, just playing in the dirt as a kid. And as a kid, you don't really understand what you're looking at. You're just like, oh, cool. You know, my mother explained to me what they were. And I i mean, I would dig them up all the time. I actually dug up um, a spear one time. She worked at the University of Georgia and she took it in. She worked at the science research department. So she took it over to the geology department and they said it was a broken piece of a spear and it was a bloodstone. So, you know, thinking about all that, I wonder if, you know, something happened in that area which led to some activity, you know, that I experienced there. Um, there was also a graveyard on the property. <clears throat> so shadow creatures is kind of always been an intriguing thing. I saw them pretty often when I was growing up. I don't call them shadow people or shadow things. Like and you see things about them on the internet. And I think, are they usually referred to as shadow people? Or shadow things. I don't. Most
1: of the time, when you <laughs> when people see these type of apparitions, what we've we understand is people will refer to them as shadow people, just due to the fact that they have a humanoid, humanoid shape. shape. Yeah. So, and, and before you get going on the whole hum, uh, shadow people, humanoid. You consider yourself being sensitive to seeing these things, or anybody else in your family? Maybe have that particular talent.
2: No one else in my family does. I do think that I am a little sensitive, not psychic enough that I'm, you know, have it be an issue. Reading people, right, right. But you can definitely tell when you walk into a house. Or go up to somewhere like there's there's something there like something something's going on. You can
1: feel that. You can feel
2: it. Sometimes I'll see it in my head, which (laughs) I think people call that you know seeing it in your mind's eye. You know, Mm -hmm. and um, I have seen a few things in in my mind's eye, Um, but uh, and I think that is probably an attributing factor being a little more sensitive than the average person. Um. I think things are attracted to that, especially when you're young. You hear a lot of stories about kids and stuff. You know, people are more open at that point, you know, versus when they're adults. So I think that doorway is a little more accessible. Yes. Um.
1: <clears throat> I find that really interesting that the um, people who see these shadow creatures, they always speak about how these shadow creatures, they see them. And in turn, these shadow creatures actually, a lot of times—I wouldn't say all the time, but a lot of times—they acknowledge them that they're being watched by the individual. I find that really interesting. And so, I—I've never—I've never had anything like that happen to me. So, I mean, I find <laughs> it intriguing though that people are all, people out there do have that ability, and I've—I don't question what they're telling me because I'm not in their mind. I'm—I'm I'm not looking through their eyes. If that's what they say that they're seeing, who am I to tell them? No, I'm not in their body. Right. See what they're seeing. Same thing goes like a, a Sasquatch uh, sighting. People describe in detail when they see a Sasquatch, and they then, you know, they tell you, "Oh, I was 20 feet away from it, and I saw it in its all its glory." A lot of people will poo-poo that. Oh no, you saw something else. Right. I'm of the attitude that says. I wasn't there. Right. I'm going to take their word for it. So, mm-hmm. Same with those people. Exactly. And oddly enough, on the shadow people you're thinking about, I watched a documentary. I think it was about a year or two ago. Oddly enough, it was a guy from originally from Georgia. Oh wow. And the, but this poor young man, and I call Uh-oh. him the young man, he's probably in his late 30s now. But he did. He had this documentary done on him. Netflix, of course, and he had had an accident or something that happened to him, where he gotten really sick. Before that, he wasn't sensitive, but after that, boom, he was seeing the shadows all oh, over wow. the place. So it it seemed like to me what I gathered from it it, it forced him to be a self imposed, you know, exile. Always feeling like he's on the run because he can't get away from these things, and and so he had to learn to deal with it. You know, I thought that was really interesting. So it, it's just the shadow people thing I always find find interesting because yes. people see him, but
2: I, I find them interesting, too. I think you don't hear um, about them as often as you do, like, regular ghosts and other paranormal things. I don't know if that's maybe because people, like, for me, whenever I see them, <clears throat> you know, obviously it's usually dark. Um, and they're always blacker than the darkness yeah, around them. Yeah, saw them
0: in our house that I was in.
2: The the house,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. the haunted house that was house. pretty pretty regular thing. Pretty much everybody there saw them.
2: Now, did you feel like any animosity from those? Like, did you feel? No, I, I felt mean...
0: love and happiness and joy <laughs> and peace. <laughs> and they were they, like, they, they, they got got were off the like, love vibes. To me, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, let's sing kumbaya uh, together. No, kind of you know, no, I did feel malevolence, and I didn't. I never. There were only a couple times when I saw them where I didn't really feel. A threatening presence, right. and that was because one, it was far away, and yeah, then, and it was just kind of like there, and it kind of faded, and then another one looked like it was the of a child, hmm. like a small one. That's interesting. And I didn't really feel anything from that one. It was just like on the curtain, like through the through the back door. And I was, there were two other people that were there and we were all witnessing it. And we were like, what oh, wow. is that? Like, you know, it was just, it was just very weird. It looked th- like, it looked like a child almost.
2: And that's interesting that, that multiple people are able to witness that child shadow. Did you
0: feel malevolent? <laughs> no,
2: me? no. And that's why I asked you How many that. times did you see them? Um At my property that I grew up, about four times.
0: what did they look like?
2: Um. So the first time that I saw one, I was a young child. And I'm walking into the living room. I used to have terrible um, time sleeping when I was young. Go up in the middle of the night and for whatever reason want to go in the living room. So I walk into the living room. I had German Shepherd growing up. And I remember distinctly that she she did not follow me into the living room. She was like, "Mm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay back here. And I walk in and there was this blue chair. And there were what looked like legs sitting in the chair. And I was like, that's weird. But that can't be legs. Um, and I remember that blacker than the surrounding darkness, like this pitch, and claws gripping the arms of the chair. And everything else is kind of undefined, like a shadow. But the hands were clear and they were claws like they were just gripping the arms of the chair and it was kind of like you know you walk in and you you see the your eyes just kind of slowly trail up and at that point you know I see the hands gripping the armchair and you know just the continued silhouette of a torso and and that that pieced out I was no thanks and Rena ran back to my room um and then again a few years later probably as a teenager walking into the bathroom and the way our bathroom was set up it there was a there was a bathroom there was a shower room and then another room that was a utility room so there were like three sets of doors um and i remember walking in and stopping and seeing a shape in the doorway between the bathroom and the shower room and it was standing sideways so that it was it's um was like facing the wall so i was getting a side profile mm. and i remember it was very very tall and again, that black, and I stop and I'm like, that's, that's, that's got to be the door with like a towel draped over it. Cause it's so, so tall. Um, and I could see the outline of the body and again, the claws. So its arms were like, so its hands were almost like draped by its sides and they were just defined, not like a claw that you would think of like maybe like a dog man would have but to me it's like gargoyle style almost. It was just, just, but that's what was clear and everything else is like a shadow. There's no definition. But the claws were very defined. You got
0: no malevolence from that?
2: No. And so there, and there's obviously fear because you're seeing something and your brain is trying to wrap wrap around the fact that you're seeing something that shouldn't be there. Um, and, you know, my mind was like, this is just a door with a towel over it. Go turn the light on. And there was there was no door with a towel on it and um, peaced out again. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know. How I old were s- you? Uh, when that happened, I was a teenager, probably 14 or 15. Um, and so, yeah, during those – those two instances in the house i did not have that overwhelming fear uh there's fear but then having lived in my own house that i'm pretty sure had some kind of demonic activity in it there's a distinct difference oh, really? between that malevolent and just being afraid and i don't think you can really understand that unless you've been in both positions like being afraid because something is abnormal and then knowing that something would just claw your eyeballs out if it could you know wow. <laughs> you know if it was able to you it's it's two very different things um the other two times that I saw them they were both outside so i grew up on this huge farm miles and miles tons of acres cuz my family owned it so my grandparents owned it and then we had our personal farm nobody really around and I this was daytime actually I was a kid probably I don't know five or six years old I had gone down into the meadow it was foggy and I wanted to play in the fog and because <laughs> you you have this it's idea like of
1: playing in the clouds exactly exactly
2: I was probably about five or six when we this happened yeah yeah younger and shortly after I saw the thing in the living room and um, I'm walking down and the way that the field was this particular field was set up. Um, It was almost like a teardrop shape. So you had to walk down through the pasture and then there were trees outlining it on all sides except for the side that you could come in on. And I'm walking down and it's kind of flat. And I look up and you just see something run through the trees. And I've always kind of classified it as that shadow creature because it didn't have a clear shape like it was humanoid in shape but it was like that dark shadow creature i had seen um and i don't remember seeing any features like eyes ears it was just a humanoid shape that just ran between board. the trees yes very tall again big and uh ran back to the house <clears throat> and um similar incident pretty much exactly the same thing i had gone out again as a teenager um i had horses And I liked to go outside at night, especially in a full moon, and just go outside in the pasture and just hang out out there because that was weird. (laughs) Um, And this night I had whistled to call my horses up because I didn't want to walk all the way out there. And I hear this noise to the right side and I look down the pasture and it's probably, oh God, half a football field away. There was a house further into the woods at this point that had a lot of lights outside. So it just lit up the woods. Mm -hmm. And I saw, again, this figure running. It was not in the tree line this time. It would have had to have been in the pasture because the trees and the light coming from the woods was a backdrop, which was how I was able to see it. And it was fast. It was just. And I could hear it. And I was like, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go back inside what did now. It,
0: what did it look like?
2: It was just a humanoid shape again. Like there weren't, it, you know, didn't see ears. It was just like a, like if you saw somebody with like a bald person, but it was dark. Like I couldn't because the light was coming from behind it. I couldn't see any details. It was just, but it was just super fast.
1: But it didn't. Uh, I guess you could say his the the this entity's silhouette could you make out hair or no nothing? no just, it, it was, was just like
2: a- like you were seeing a bald really tall bald shape like a, like if you had like a big guy that was bald and really really fast just run
1: but i always I kind of defined
2: it, it as a shadow creature but then you, it made noise mm-hmm. like you could well, hear can, it running which is what too, I mean, oh really is, yeah. It's, I mean, I've,
0: I've heard of them making screeching noises and making breathing really? noises. And yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on with them. Mm-hmm. That was one, the foot of the bed of someone that, that rented a room from us and it was breathing.
3: <laughs> no, mm. no. So th- th- it was this
0: black entity at the end of the bed and it was just like, you know, just breathing. That's how they described
1: it.
2: I, I, I would have died of a heart attack right then. But the, their mission it. would have been successful. Yeah, getting
1: back to getting back to your story, though, I I would say that, um, I guess if you did hear you you heard it, but it was heard, going through the woods. You heard Well, it.
2: I just heard it running through the pasture. Okay, okay. Sorry. Um, yes. So, and that's how I. I mean, I turned my head and saw it, and the horses would were not in that pasture. Like that was a separate area they were yes. blocked off from. Um. <clears throat> so I know it wasn't. Obviously, I know what my horse ever have
1: like. any. During your time growing up, did you guys ever have any missing livestock k- killed um, out there on the you, farm? You
2: do have livestock that are killed, um, but you always just kind of think it's coyotes or the neighbor's pit bulls or something like that. Because I did have some pit bulls that would get out and they would tear tear the sheep up. But nothing that was consistent enough to make me think that there was something strange. Right, right, right.
1: No alien abduction? No alien <laughs> the... Well, one of the things you said or, there was... The neck and heads twisted around completely. No, it was always kind of...
2: to- throats torn out. That's a little graphic, but that's what they do.
1: One thing that, uh, that many people do report is that when they see dog men and or Bigfoot running, you know, in a full stride, they're pretty much it was, a blur. It, yes, you know.
2: yes. And it was enough to make me wonder...
1: If it was a sasquatch, if maybe? that
2: was
0: yeah. well, <laughs> okay, let's get off the sasquatch thing. I mean, the reason that you said it was bald, though, it was completely black,
2: right? So right. I don't so it's not that, like you the could see sasquatch.
0: You would see balding and see flesh. It wasn't flesh. It, it was,
2: was just you know how I would describe it because I what could not tell. see any details. I can okay. just say that the silhouette. Sal was... is
0: continually
1: leading you that it's a sasquatch. <laughs> you know? No, I'm not leading. I'm just that's just what I look yeah, at. That's you're yeah, that's what you yeah look at. That's it. what you're saying.
2: It would have been an ideal Sasquatch location because there is no, the there is nobody it, it's around. A Sasquatch. <laughs> it was
1: <laughs> right. Do you guys have a? Did you guys have a big creek or a river? Yes, there was actually the a really did nice you have Sasquatch, Sasquatch creek. habitat in that area. There is, yeah, they mm-hmm. had a little bungalow way
2: Were on the back side of filming Jack of Link's jerky on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was a waterfall back there and everything. It was a really nice. It would have been a, a good place, but um, considering that we didn't have any livestock that would go
1: missing, missing, yeah.
2: You know, and you can tell a lot by watching animals and how they act, Mm -hmm. and and um, I think that if there was a predator like that around, that they would not be comfortable ninety percent of the time. You know. What about
1: that other creature they talk about, Wolf? uh, That rake creature? There's a lot more reports coming out about that rake creature. We believe it's a Wendigo. The, um, the one, I don't know what it is, like that one creature that it's I the think it's creature. a Sasquatch. Yeah, you sure with gray skin? <laughs> I think it and a Sasquatch with no hair, <laughs> like the one he's got.
2: Mange.
0: Was I think whatever about. it is you think you see just becomes a Sasquatch to me.
1: No, it isn't. It's a, you can't say that. You have to say it's Dogman. Man. You, you remember no, you had a, it's a Sasquatch. It's Dogman to you because now you had a Dogman encounter. I
0: had one, but now now I'm a, it's no, always can. a Sasquatch. Okay. I think I think my house was infested with Sasquatches. I think that's what it was. They were just living in the in the attic. They are interdimensional. They drop down and just go into our stuff They we are
1: interdimensional, so you have to, you know, consider that. Well,
0: do you, you know the thing about the shadow? I'll tell you <laughs>
1: Seriously. A sh- Seriously, yes, back to it.
0: I'll tell you a shadow story. Yes. Uh, Anthony, he's in the studio and you met him. Yeah. Okay. He's right there. We're Very at nice. His beady eyes and his weird smushed face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. He's him. He's a mean guy when we record. He gets so. He gets angry. into business mode. He does. Look at him.
1: He's trying. to Look. See. If he had a whip, he'd ought to be cracking. He it, gets so.
0: chippy when he's like. He gets so mad if we make noise too. He's like, Argh! Yeah. So, so let's hear the story, brother. So, anyways, his little brother, my other nephew, Paulito, uh-huh. Whenever he was, he told us a story one time, really creepy story when he was little he was playing at a friend's house and they were hiding and he went under a table to hide, you know, while they were playing hide right. and seek. And he said that it was dark, but it wasn't like pitch dark. And he said that, uh, you, you could still see, like there was a little bit of light cause the, the lights were off in the kitchen, but you know, you could still see. And the, the house that they were at, I think he said it was all, it was over off of Seventh street, wasn't it? Like in that. Yeah. And a nice. And in, and in th- in that area of my hometown the houses are really big. I mean, I'm talking five, six big old victorian yeah. style homes, and he said that he was hiding in the in the dining room or the or the kitchen, and he saw these legs walking by the the table, but they weren't any of his friends um they were black, completely pitch black yeah yeah, and then he saw th- it, them walking around the table then that it fell. And he said that it was completely black, but it was in the shape of a, gr- I think he said a little girl, didn't he? So
2: it fell down. Yeah. So it was like on the floor.
0: Like it fell down and was right in front of him and turned its head toward what?
2: him.
0: And he said that it scared the, you know, out of That's him. And so he started ambulance. like crawling backwards trying That's to get out gr- from underneath the table. Yeah. And then it stood up and it ran like it, you know, in the direction that he was crawling, but not towards him. So that was really creepy. Wow. And I'll tell you another one. I'll tell you another one. A, co- a cousin of mine lived out in the country, out near uh, Hearn, in between. And that's where actually we're another guest we had on the show, Lance Hoyt, who's mm-hmm. a pro wrestler. Oh, um, yeah. I heard yeah, that. Episode. Lance was from Hearn, but this was like in between Hearn and uh, Caldwell, I think, which is kind of a creepy area, too. It's all woods. There ain't nothing out very there. But rural. It's very rural. Very rural. We got miles and miles of Texas that's very rural, very rural. And so, we're he's out there, and and they lived in this old country house, whatever. And I only went out there once or twice, thank goodness, when I was a kid because it was creepy out there.
3: Yeah, it and is. And so
0: the, then we ended up staying. I ended up staying there uh, the night for like a couple nights, like on the weekend. I had to stay there because my dad had gone out of town to visit or to for business, and so I had to stay there. And one night. We were up, you know, playing video games. I think at that time it was probably Nintendo or whatever, (laughs) the original Nintendo. We were playing video games and we hear like this bump up against the house and then like this sliding noise. And I didn't see this, like I didn't see the shadowy thing or whatever, but I heard that. And so then my cousin, uh, he tells me, he goes, that's the shadow man. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I was a little kid, you know, and he goes, he goes, there's a, there's a guy he just, he, my, my cousin was very country, very matter of fact, didn't make an issue of it. He goes, oh, it's just the shadow man. He goes, he, he, he moves around the house. Wow. And I'm like, what? That's you know, like, no, what so is,
2: nonchalant. What
0: is that? What are you talking about? Well, this was, I think I had seen one thing like that before when I was little and I talked about it on episode two, I think where. Uh, I lived in a creepy two-story house outside of Rockdale, Texas. And it was yeah, – that we saw a shadow, me and three or four of my cousins. But he, this was one of my cousins on my, on my other side. And he said, yeah, it just moves around the house. And so whenever I was asleep uh, in the living room, I had fallen asleep, and he was still sitting there playing Nintendo. I thought I saw something move out of the darkness that looked darker than the other darkness but I couldn't make out what it was. And so I just like was so tired. I just went back to sleep. But years later, I questioned him about it and he told me, he says, yeah, sometimes I would see this thing. And he says, one time I saw this thing like literally like leaning up against the counter in the kitchen, like the, the bar, like there was like a bar. He goes, it was just leaning there, like just kicked back. Like it was just, you know, and it just looked like a man. And he said it looked like a man in a cowboy hat.
2: That's interesting. I wonder if, um, was the house, it was old? It was an older home? Uh,
0: yeah, it was like an old three-bedroom three, three uh, ranch-style house. The creepy thing about the house was it was just way out in the middle of nowhere and the closest neighbors were like two miles away.
2: And that kind of leads me to think about what's attached to a house and what's attached to property because like the house that i lived in that was like i i'm convinced had some kind of demonic stuff going on but this was this think... wasn't
0: the sheep farm this was
2: no no <laughs> no this was a uh, my dad's house actually that i lived in later after he had moved out um but i feel i always felt like that was more attached to the property not necessarily the house and i wonder if you know if that was a ranch location, like if somebody you know if there was someone attached to that property, not necessarily the house, unless the house was old enough that someone could have been there previously
0: now at that at this particular property, did you see shadow people too?
2: I saw one once, um and that's the one that it was broad daylight first oh. first day I had moved in now that house was. house is on a whole nother level and that was kind of what I was talking about earlier when you there's that difference between fear and knowing that you are in a bad situation and there's really nothing you can do about it I mean there's um, there's nothing you can do except ignore it to the best of your ability um no this house my dad um my parents divorced when I was pretty young so he bought this house, and um, when I would go over there on weekends, weird things would always happen. It was always kind of an uncomfortable vibe when I was younger growing up, being there. I hated going over there. In Georgia? In Georgia. Good old Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Later on, when I moved in, he had already remarried, and the house was just sitting empty, and he was like, hey, go live there, you know, get your life together. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I, I had such a disdain and uncomfortable feeling for this home that I almost refused to move in there How even though. How far out the country was it? Um, it was about a 20-minute drive into town. What, were so there it was, neighbors? Uh, yeah, this property was on five acres, so mm, the nearest so you, neighbor was, you know little bit down the road probably about a half a mile down the road um you and lived out there by yourself i did i oh, did man. how old were you um when i moved in there i was 22 22 young and yeah was scary and i had my daughter was three at the time so it was yes that house was so when i the creepy things that happened when i was younger that kind of set the backdrop i guess you could say to this place um There were always instances where things would get misplaced around the house. You know, the little prankster kind of things. Um, But uh, one night, I woke up and there were objects in the doorway of my bedroom. Just random things from around the house in a nice, neat little line. And it wouldn't happen every night. But every few nights, I would wake up and there would be objects taken from around the house and they would it was like every time it did it it got a little closer to the bed and eventually the last night that it happened the objects were all the way from the doorway and always start right in the doorway and go all the way to the foot of the bed and then my brother's stepbrother's stuffed animal was in the bed with me the last night that it happened, which kind of ruled him out for me because he was a pretty little kid at this point. And he lived there too? He did. He did live there. I and thought you
0: said it was just you and your daughter.
2: This is when I was younger. I apologize. I'm kind of going back in time when my father lived there and I would go visit on weekends oh, okay. to this, kind of this, just this lay is, the okay. groundwork. I was wondering about that. So. Sorry. I know I'm bouncing around all over the place. <laughs> I apologize. So. Prior to me moving in there, when I was a teenager, and I would go over there on weekends for visitation, mm-hmm. this is when all these things would take place. And you had a brother. I had a step brother that lived there, okay. and he was, oh God, he was probably in elementary school at this point.
0: And you were how old?
2: I was a teenager. I was probably about fourteen or okay, fifteen. Okay, so he
0: wasn't real way younger than you, but he was younger. Correct. Correct. And so, and so, he it was just you and him as kids. Yeah. And so, For a brief
2: and, time, my pa- they weren't married very long.
0: Okay, and then you thought, and you were like certain that it wasn't him doing it,
2: right? Because he was freaked out. Like he would talk. He was kind of willing to talk about things that he saw and heard in the house. My dad, and so uh, other things. My stepmother would like. She used to collect these angel plates, these decorative things that she would hang on the wall, and those. <laughs> Those things ended up on the floor in my room. So that was kind of weird because if it was my dad or her or my stepbrother, they're not gonna mess with her her stuff. Her stuff yeah. Right. Um so and that was the last time that it happened when everything finally got up into the bed. I used to wake up in the middle of the night and the radio would be out. It would be static, which Freaked me out And I used to think Back then I was like Maybe radio stations Just turn off In the middle of the night Like and so Then you wake up at.
1: I did grow up In the age where They actually did turn off Did they turn off Some of them did yes.
2: Now this would have been Back in
1: A long time ago uh- <laughs> <laughs> A long time ago
2: <laughs> So I don't know If they Yeah And it could have been But you know
1: Well you,
0: that, you're You're 30 so talking you're, in you're in your 30s so yeah. I don't think it would have been, I don't think that's the case No anymore. no
1: That's not the case all night broadcasting for most stations started in the mid-90s, early 90s.
2: And so. that's that's kind of, was it was very weird. I would wake up and the radio would work before I went to bed and then I'd wake up because I'd hear all this static playing and I would just have to turn the radio off. And then you have the silence and then the banging. And so you would always hear banging around, banging on the walls, footsteps, you know, typical ghost activity. You're mm. knocking around, making noise.
0: Do you ever see any apparitions?
2: Not when I was young, when I stayed there. Um, The freakiest thing that happened, I think uh, I had talked to you about this earlier, was when I was sleeping in the living room a few years later. um, My stepbrother had kind of taken over my bedroom at that point, and I was trying to go to sleep in the living room. It was late at night, and I had laid down facing the back of the couch, and I hear a heartbeat. And I thought, oh, gosh, I'm hearing the heartbeat in my ear, my heartbeat. And I kind of pick my head up and it stops. And this repeats multiple times until I'm finally getting a little irritated. And this is this isn't right. This is not what I'm hearing is not my heartbeat. And so instead of sitting up like I had been, I was like, I'm just going to like just just pick my head up a little bit and see what happens. And I do this and the heartbeat gets louder and louder and faster and faster <sharp singing> until I can't take it anymore. And I just bolt up right and it stops. Later on, I found out that the previous owner died of a heart attack in the living room how true that is. My stepmother told me this. So how true that is, I don't know. But I did know someone who had lived in the house previously had died in the house. The previous owner had died. How they died in the house, I'm not sure. Was
0: your stepmom like mean?
2: Oh, yeah. She was She was Stepmonster. Yeah.
1: Stepmonster. She wasn't the
2: greatest. But my father did tell me the previous owner had passed away in the house. He did not elaborate. So fast forward X amount of years, I've had a kid as a young mom. I'm kind of driving the struggle bus at this point. And my dad is like, move into this house. And I eh, really don't want to because you get bad vibes from this. Yeah, <laughs> your, right. Your
1: history with the house before, yes.
2: So I think the house, and you've, you hear about this a lot. The house sits vacant. vacant, It gets worse. It kind of amps up the paranormal activity. When somebody goes back in there, it's almost like this is my space. What are you doing in my space? And that's definitely the vibes that I got. It was very – it wasn't like a little bit of a ghost activity at this point. It was very much, you are in my house, and I don't want you here. And I'm going to let you know that I don't want you here. It would. You would almost get physically ill with how – bad you felt going into this house. I would not go home if I was going to get home after dark.
1: Oh, my God. Because it was
2: like walking into, you know how if you're in a confrontation and someone's getting in your face,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it was like that, like you would walk in the door and it was almost like you could see this just.
1: Negative energy.
2: Negativity just just in your face, like, get out of my house. It's difficult to describe. I mean, you you know, Josh would probably have an idea of what I'm talking about having come from the house that you lived in. Yeah. Um but it was like being underwater and drowning. Oh, the pressure, okay. it was just this immense pressure on your chest and fear. You know, that fight or flight mode yes. kind of kicks in, but there's nowhere for you to go and there's nothing for you to fight. And you just kind of have to go about your day to day activities, and your insides are always just screaming because you can feel that level of animosity just focused on you. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very uncomfortable feeling. Um, so, the first day I had moved in there, I actually heard some noises and looked and saw the le- like a shadow leg dart, like someone had darted behind. The doorway and all I could see was like the calf and the foot.
1: Oh my god. And it's
2: broad daylight and it was black as pitch. And uh later that same night my daughter was in her bedroom and she was, you know, three years old and playing with her toys and I could hear her talking to somebody. No, leave me alone, leave me alone. Um so Needless to say, she never stayed in that bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) How many bedrooms was it? It was a three bedroom house.
0: So it was you, your bedroom, then the child's bedroom, then the ghost's bedroom.
2: And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only they thought they had the master suite was, you know, where they wanted to stay. I would sage that house every, or particularly my bedroom, I would sage it every night to go to bed. Um,
0: you know, they can just make it worse, too. I I've heard. have
2: heard, yeah. It didn't really do anything except for it kind of relieved that pressure a little bit. I even got some dragon's blood and tried that.
1: From and, Game of Thrones?
2: yeah. Yep, yep. I <laughs> wow. just went up there and
1: no oddly, him. Oddly him enough, him uh, just a quick drawback. I mentioned the guy that did the documentary. He was originally from Georgia. He said mm-hmm. eventually at the end of that video or that documentary, he said he had to do a lot of sage in order to stop him, to keep himself from seeing all these shadow creatures that he could see.
2: Yeah. And I think the sage thing, you really have to have the um, energy. You have to be able to put the energy and the the willpower and the belief
1: into Into that
2: exactly because if you don't believe it or i don't think a big problem for me is i was afraid i didn't want to make this thing any more aggressive than it already was um i had a friend come over one night and um i actually told her i was going to come talk to you guys and she was like oh are you going to talk about the house and i was like (laughs) yes yes i am she had come over one night and she was just talking. We were, you know, having a girl's night drinking and she was just talking smack. I had gotten a roommate at this point and we were kind of telling her about all the things that happened on a di- daily basis. And right. she was like, well, uh, whatever. So she goes um, to my bathroom and she comes back and I can tell she's like, she, like she's kind of pale and she's kind of got this weird look on her face. And I'm like, are you okay? And she's yeah, yeah, I'm fine. The next day... She kind of pulls me aside and she's like, "Did you come to the bathroom last night when I went in there?" Oh, "No, why would I do that?" And she said she had been using the bathroom and looked into the mirror which would had sat on the side of the wall and the door was on the opposite side. She looked at the mirror and saw what she thought was me, which reminded me of what Joshua had said people, you know,
1: Seeing the doppelganger. Seeing the
2: doppelganger, exactly. And saw who she thought was me. She's like, but she was pissed. She was looking at her with just, just.
1: Straight up mean mugging.
2: Exactly. Mean mugging the, the, you know, snaps out of her. (laughs) (laughs) And she said she had long black hair and was very, very pale. And immediately she looks into the doorway. There's nothing there. Looks back in the mirror. There's nothing there and um she never stayed at the house again after that <laughs> and i mean just the incidents just go on and on and on in this house voices i used to just lock me and my daughter up at night in the back bedroom and turn the movie them. on turn the movie on yeah yeah and just try to drown everything out um my daughter used to point at the closet and be like the kukui, the kukui. she said you, that? your the
0: dad kukui? never had well cuz her daughters you're, you're daughter's Hispanic. half mexican yeah. Yeah. yeah so let me yeah. ask you a question Did, the, the, your dad never saw any of this or? no
2: my dad was always interested in the paranormal, but he just kind of was like, meh, because I would tell him all the time, "Dad, this house is haunted." Dad, how, how does something.
0: that work? Because there's people that just do not know. You, there'll be something crawling up and down the wall, and they're like, "I don't see it." I'm like, "How can you not see it?" You know? <laughs> well, it, it's kind of. I'm kind.
1: I kind of fall into that category because I've never had anything paranormal happen to me. Not that I'm. I'm inviting it or anything like that. No, right? You know, but I, I. I just haven't had it happen to me, and. You know, I'm a son of immigrants, so I've heard the holding the kukui. I grew up hearing the kukui. If you go do this, the kukui is gonna uh-huh. get you all this stuff. So I, I, but I never experienced any of that, and I know Wolf did.
0: <laughs> I've had it, I've had lots of stuff happening.
1: Yeah, he 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 was told about the kukui, and he actually saw it. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how that works. Like, why some people are so open right. to it, and others just can't see it. I mean. And the house that we lived in when I was a kid, and I touched on it a little bit in episode two, we were experiencing it, and my dad was just like, "I don't see nothing. There's nothing there." And I, you know, in one time, I remember one time, and this was weird. It was uh, Halloween time. It was right around Halloween, and there was some scary movie on TV or whatever. And it was like some sort of weird thing where, like, it was like on like regular network television or something, but it was kind of creepy. There was like this these people that were coming back from the dead or something. And while we were watching it, I hear this, what sounded like, like, like somebody running along the wall. And like, we all heard it. And my mom and my sister, everybody looked, kind of looked at each other. And my dad was just like, looking straight ahead. Yeah, they're just stupid movies making you hear stuff. Because we're all looking like, well, did y'all hear that? And my dad's like, that's why we shouldn't watch this. you know. And he got up and left the room. And I'm like, dude, he was so determined to not believe in anything. And then... I still think one, something happened because then one day he's like, we're moving. And then that was it. We just moved real quick. <laughs> and we were gone in like two days. And I'm like, wow. And then we even left some stuff. So I was like, what the heck? Something, That's, that,
1: definitely. That right there was code for, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this house. We're out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if something happened to him because he, he would work swing shift from the power plant. And so I think he was like there during the day one day when my mom was at work. She managed like a, the Walmart at that time, and I was at school. My sister was at school, and so my dad was there by himself. And then he kind of acted weird. And then next thing you know, we were gone. We we're moving, <laughs> and I don't know what. I don't know. My mom never really told me. I I know I have like a story that I think that because because my aunt my great aunt had said something like my mom had told her. Mm-hmm. But I never did get it out of either one of them, like exactly. I'll what wager that was.
1: twenty bucks he saw something. I think I he heard something, something,
0: according to what what I was told. But I never, I you know, and of course, my dad to this day he still don't really like talking about stuff. Um, you know, he's not a real big paranormal guy. He tries to put it out of his mind because I think it, I think it bothers him. I
1: yeah. think a lot of people that uh, have had paranormal experiences and don't like talking about it because that would be the last that would be the straw that would break the camel's back. That would push them into a case of cognitive dissonance. They they in um, a cognitive dissonance, you know, just that that scrambles your brain. You live in denial, but once you get that last little bit that pushes you to the threshold to say that you actually acknowledge, here is what I've seen, here's what I've experienced, these are facts. But I've always been told, growing up, that that doesn't exist. Kind of like what happened to Wolf. You know, so that, boom, once that happens and you know those two things are rock solid, you see, for example, like Wolf saw Dogman. And then, you know, you have to, and you acknowledge that and then you acknowledge, I've always been told they don't exist. So, boom, those two things are clashing in your mind. And then that's when you're like, you well, know, straight up go into freak out mode because right. you don't know what I to do. I was told yeah. they existed where I
0: was from. I just never believed it. Right. I thought it was a bunch of crap. I'll be right. real honest with you, dude. I mean, even my little friends that have seen, you know, all oh, the that other guy guys. That, that was the, the, talking in Spanish, devil dog, yeah, you know, and and they stood up on on their hind legs and walked across the road. I was just like, what is wrong with these kids? You know, like <laughs> I never believed any of that because I, I, I mean, I believed in ghosts because I had a little bit of experience with them, but nothing like that. You know, like it was weird. Like I was just like. What you What are you You're seeing dogs walk around on two legs, and those stories are pretty prevalent where I'm from. And I heard a few of them, and I still didn't believe it. I just thought it was just not
1: Until true. you saw your own, huh?
0: Yeah, and then, then it's, you're hit with a sledgehammer of reality that if, th- if this is real, I mean, what, what else, else is real? Yeah. You know, and yeah. so. You know, and everybody's got, I think everybody has a piece of the puzzle and we just haven't put it all together. Yeah,
2: That's an interesting way to look because at it. Because I had it,
0: an yeah. ex-girlfriend, like, like I don't know if you've heard the show every episode or but there was a show where she saw something that looked vampiric. I don't know what that was. Just, it's just weird. I mean, like weird stuff, you know, like, okay, you, you were talking about as a flight attendant. You saw somebody's eyes
1: that looked. Oh yeah, or... earlier. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned that, that before we came on the air. Actually, yeah. Oh, yesterday. It just That's
2: happened ins- yesterday.
1: Well, you know, oddly enough, we're here talking about uh, that type of thing. So, if you see someone with slitted eyes, you would think hybrid. You would think a bunch of these other things that you know, because there's so many. Th- Do you believe in that though,
0: Sal? Because per- as someone who's never experienced anything,
1: the the possibility of someone having slit eyes and being a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Well. I- Here's, here's some facts that, that why I would put stock in it as saying, yes, I would, I would definitely lean to say, I believe it. Number one, we as human beings, we, and I'm talking about the whole race, everything, we've mapped out the g- human genome. Our genetics and genetic manipulation capabilities are way beyond what mainstream media reports. Just to give an example, I saw, um, or I saw slash read an article Then this was probably about four or five years ago, maybe longer, where these Japanese scientists or Chinese scientists had taken um, some DNA, you know, particularly the the stuff in uh, in those lantern fish that make them glow at night, you know, or in the deep, darkest depths of the ocean. They took that out of one and spliced it in with the embryo, with the DNA of a cat. So
3: (gasps) with this kitten...
1: Um you know it I it it, it about was that. born the whole nine yards, but in the dark it had a it glowish hue, yes. yeah, so okay, so right there you've created a chimera because that is not natural for a cat, so imagine out in the mainstream media, we're told this another example we're told about um you know telepathy that it doesn't exist, well, science has proven that telepathy is you know, mainstream science is proven. I would
0: like to apologize in advance to yeah. the mainstream media. Please don't destroy our show. <laughs> <laughs> my, my partner's out of line and I will talk to him after this.
1: Yes. You'll be whipped <laughs> with the cat-of-nine-tails. But long story short, that one, telepathy, has been proven to be real because they've done um, scientific tests and it came back with conclusive evidence in accordance with, you know, their testing methods, the scientific method, that it actually is real. So you take, just those two things alone gets me to say, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do believe in that.
0: Wow. So, anyways, th- that's cool that you admit, you know, you, you actually believe.
1: Um, I would put stock in it, yes.
0: I know that you're really wanting to see stuff and, and deal with, you know, but I, I don't, you know, once you actually do, though— <laughs>
1: Oh, you're tainted. You're you're you've, you've been tainted for lack of you better can't words. Unsee yes, you're you can't unsee it. you are not unsee it. I mean, oh no, I... I agree with that. And that's and again, this journey for me is all about knowledge and learning because there's the whole truth. Will any individual human being ever know the whole truth? I doubt it. Our wee little minds are would be incapable of handling the whole truth. But guess what? I'm of the opinion or of the mindset that I'm going to try. Let's learn as much as I can, as much of the truth as I can about this world.
2: Yeah. And I think, especially when it comes to the paranormal, it's so fascinating. And for me, it's fascinating because it's something that I've always experienced. I mean, you know, the couple of things that I've touched on at night, I mean, that's just like pieces. So for me, it's always just been a part of my existence. Exactly. So it, but it to me, I like hearing from people like your perspective who, even though you haven't had your own experience, which to me is just crazy. Like, I wonder if you've had an experience well, that you just... Well, actually,
1: I have had an experience, but not... I wouldn't consider it to be uh, in the realm of ghosts, spirits, ethereal things. Um, you, I've mentioned it before in a previous episode about my little trip, one of my trips out to um, Sam Houston National Forest with a friend of mine, Joe. He's from the Houston area. And of course, uh we were out there one night and he wanted to go, you know, Bigfoot hunting in the middle of the night. And I'm like, dude, it's you know it's like playing blind, you know, you know blind man's oh, bluff Here and, hide and I with
0: the little blind kid and uh we're the blind oh, kids, right? Why that's can't it be a blind kid? Why can't it be a
1: deaf kid <laughs> or some other kid? Let's go. Okay, well, okay, it was pitch black, so how are we gonna see them but they can see us? Yeah, that's really so Long story short, we did a little trip around the little area where we're at, and we went back to the campfire. And then a few minutes later, he he basically says, "Hey, um, I thought I saw something running on the other side of that little pond over there." So we got up and got closer. And as we're sitting around looking, you know, flashed the flashlight over there, nothing. And then we're sitting there listening, and then we hear a what sounds like a rock clack. And we just walked over in the area, so this area was probably about sixty-five yards away. You
0: know what that is.
1: Right, the Bigfoot farted, Mm. or uh, but we went, we we, so we got a little closer, and by that time he had turned on his phone to record the, uh, you know, record the sound, and luckily, it did it again and got it clear as day.
2: That's amazing. But
1: that's that's about it. That's I mean to me, and not to mention us hearing, uh, you know, Sasquatches from a long ways away, and the and I'm. Certain, I'm in my mind, of course, that what we heard is we spent about four or five days out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm certain what we heard on a couple of nights um, were Sasquatch because I heard videos of other people reporting. This is what I recorded a- of a Sasquatch. And what they played sounded almost exactly what we had heard out there at Sam Houston National mm-hmm. Forest. So upon hearing that and watching that video, listening to it, I said, okay, then that was a Sasquatch. And plus, of course, I took into consideration where we were the whole nine yards. So right. that is probably my paranormal encounter in a nutshell, but that still doesn't deter me from wanting to find out more. And I've always found the ghost area fascinating, though I'm not as well versed as, as a lot of people out there. I'm probably the least well versed out there. I found it interesting and I always uh the the and the aspect of it that i find most interesting of it is that it's it's how do you record that what you can't see feel or taste and and then when you do see it you can't grab it you can't touch right. it kind of like you were saying in the in that bedroom you can't leave you're just there you're stuck you can't fight it you're i said i always found that really interesting and i have a ghost hunting buddy that lives up uh up around uh, the mineral wells texas area and he's a he that's what he does on his his hobby, but he goes all out tech gadgets, the whole nine yards. And he has shown me some really incredible pictures. And one, I'll just tell you in one picture, he showed me a table kind of like what we're sitting in front of here in the Uh studio and this and a chair balanced on top of it. Okay. Upside down on one of the corners, just up in the middle of that table. And it's black. I mean, the the picture you can see was black. And I said, okay, that, that you, you know, and I know him and I trust him and I've known him for a long time and I know he wouldn't BS me. He took that picture and he said, this is just one of the few, this is just one of the many pictures I have.
2: See, and I think it's different when you when you can go to a place and explore and document all the paranormal mm-hmm. activity that's taking place there, and then you can leave. You can go home yes. to your nice little ghost-free house. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, go home alone, hopefully, yes. and and everything is fine. But then when you live in that environment, it's yeah, it's a different it's different. It, yeah. It's it's you become. I know that I became depressed.
1: You felt the negative energy on you all the time.
2: Yes. Yes. In that house. And that's why, I mean, there were so many things that took place there. Really, it just sucks away at you after a while because your your nerves, you're on on your edge all the time. And um, I used to have some really awful, awful nightmares there as well. Um, And you would hear like banging on the windows all the time. Like, it would follow you around the house. So if you're at the dining room table, you would ting, 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 ting. It was really bad at the dining room. And then you'd move to the living room. And then you would hear it in the living room. And then in the bedroom. It Just wherever you were, it would follow you around the house. Like, hey, look at me. I'm here. Pay attention to me.
1: You didn't get hit with a plate or anything on top of the head, did you? No. <laughs> yeah, no. You didn't try to cuss it out or anything, did no, you Say F you and all No, absolutely
2: stuff? not. No, yeah. Okay, because, no. you know,
1: Wolf yeah, tried I that. I got
0: aggravated and I just started running my mouth and a, a light fixture hit me. On top head. of the head? Yeah, and there were several people at the house when it happened. I mean, and Sal's actually talked to some of them. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, most of the, 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 the people that we get the stories, things like that, a lot of these people are real people that – We've it's Sal's Met, right? You know, this isn't BS. I mean, you know, Chief is one of them, yeah. Chief and Squid, Diablo, Diablo and and Scorp- Scorpion, they were all there, Willie. I mean, you look at the people that that that's happened to and that have been there. I mean, it's the proof is there. These right. are big, tough guys. And when multiple not, you know, people are experiencing
2: mm-hmm. things in one place, yeah. you can't discount it. And most it. of these
0: guys didn't have any inkling about the paranormal before we all lived together at one time or another and then had all this weird stuff happen to us. See,
1: my my favorite my favorite story to tell every time that he brings up the guys that, that used to live there with him off and on and... The first time I asked Squid about it, 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 this is my favorite part. I didn't have to start asking questions and wait for his answer. I looked and I saw the look on his face the second I asked him about that house. The look told me everything. Yeah, and, and Squid's not one of these guys, you know that a Navy that, Seal, he former yeah. Navy Seal and all this stuff. So he's not one of those guys. Where, you know, I got to talking with him one on one, and we were just talking, conversing, and he doesn't strike me as one of these guys that has got to BS somebody in order to feel. I got it, I got my attention. I'm this. I'm that. He's just an easy back, easy laid back dude. You know, takes care of business when he has to. But I saw the look on his face when I mentioned that house, and that that said everything. So I listened to what he told me about that house. He's a very
0: pragmatic guy.
1: Too. Yeah, very yeah. much yeah. so.
0: Yeah. And Tony, and Tony, th- th- my godson, his stepdad was one of my best friends for 20 years, and he had some stuff happen. I mean, he's also a very pragmatic guy, and it was just like you know. But since then, he has kind of gone on this spiritual journey because he wasn't really, like, um, you know, up on it until, you know, some stuff happened. Like, he was over there one day, and one of the – that knife trick that it did, you know, was there, and he saw it. So there was weird stuff that happened, man. Like Like, one day, it was about five or six of us there. And all my fish just died instantly, and all flew to the. T- I think t- I, t- I talked about that in one of the shows. Yeah, just yeah you died. mentioned the fish. The fish would die. I mean, it was weird. They just died. I mean, just weird stuff. I mean, I mean, you know, people are like, oh, it'd be cool to live in a haunted house. No, yeah, I know it wouldn't oh, dude, because no. you would not know whether you're up or down half the time. Right. I don't know how I did it. There were times when. um you know, I'd be there by myself, just watching TV, and I'd see stuff moving the hallway. Uh huh. You know, yeah. Because you hear creature, somebody
2: walking the, up the hallway, I'd just be and a then game it's, or something, or ooh, watching TV.
0: The creature then, out of the mirror. I would just see stuff in the hallway, and I would just ignore it because I was so used to it.
1: The little creature out of the mirror. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the going back to you know in the beginning when you had asked me if I was sensitive, you know, and you kind of yes. see things in your in your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a crazy person, but. Um,
1: no, actually, it's not. A lot of people who are sensitive, mediums, guys like Chip Roy and a few people they 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 say they, they see it in their mind. Yeah,
2: yeah. Who's Chip and
1: Roy? He is this guy that got really super famous on television, but he's his a medium. Chip, me. Anyways, Chip, go yes. Chip Paranormal Roy.
2: State. That's yeah, yeah, where yeah. he's Chip, got not his. Chip
1: Roy. Chip something. He's from, he's from Atlanta.
2: He's from Atlanta. I love yeah, him. Yeah, he does a whole
1: circuit, but but his name is Chip. Uh, his first name is Chip. He's an older guy. He's probably in his sixties, almost seventy now. But yeah, and he did a show where he was helping children who were able to- That was a to, great show. Were able to- Do you to know who that. this guy is? Yeah. yeah this, this guy, and he would help these kids trying to, uh, you know, experiencing all this stuff, he was trying to coach them along in order to help them to- Control of their gift and, and deal with and deal what with they it, were with, seeing yeah. and hearing wow, and experiencing. Cool. Yeah, because but that was his deal.
2: I can imagine that's utterly terrifying as for a child. A child it's yeah. Very terrifying, especially when these, these spirits and stuff are trying to communicate through you and they're just, you know, berating mm-hmm. you with, you know, look at me, pay attention to me, do and this for me. Yeah. And
1: a lot of the kids felt like they were going crazy. They didn't know what to think until he came along and he came along and told and them and explained it, explained to what was he going told on. With him,
0: them. Him. He told them point blank, you you're crazy that'll be 39 no no no, that's,
1: no he <laughs> no? Okay. he was no chip is
0: so we yeah, i love the, watching his show I'll, I'll look him up chips ahoy you should yes cool. no, chips no. ahoy
1: Chip.
2: from atlanta uh, from Ch- his first
1: name is chip Chips. I'm sorry, chip i'm
0: sorry i'm not trying to make fun of chip, chip, chip. coffee chip,
1: yes chip, chip coffee he's chip, chip, chip roy. Coffee. roy i'm like what is that no no chip roy is a politician Who the heck's from name texas name is that like chip roy no no there's a guy named chip roy he's a politician yeah really yeah that seriously yeah right Look him up. Yeah, right. You want to bet twenty dollars? I don't.
0: I'm just. I'm just saying that. <laughs> just to get a rise out of you. I don't know. Okay. Oh, no. I want to make twenty bucks. <laughs> well, I'm sure you do, but I'm, you're probably right. I don't. I'm just
1: messing with you. Oh, I, don't, I, know. I don't give a crap one way or the other. Hey, I'm trying to make this chips show. ahoy, <laughs>
0: chips ahoy. This is all the
1: same to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, yeah, let's, let's get it. back to ahoy. your.
0: What's Because your, we're yes, digressing I'm so into sorry. this. You know.
2: We've we been kinda of we bouncing you were around. About, no, no. Oh, You're the talking vision, about how you were gonna the donate vision. a bunch
0: of money to us and make the show better. Yeah.
2: Uh, when a, I when I win the lottery. Oh, okay. When I win the lottery next Friday, a bazillion I dollars. will yes. I will become awesome. a patron, most definitely. Right. <laughs> um No no no. So the vision. So this house you would walk in the door and it was like this blackness that would come down from the ceiling, which is weird. And it would just be in the hallway. Now, the activity in this particular house was it, there were no boundaries. It was everywhere. Um, but the this black fog almost that would just kind of like drip down from the ceiling.
0: This wasn't it, all the time, was it? Like, it was yeah.
2: like if I were to walk in the house and look, that's how I would see it.
0: Because mm-hmm. oh. if that makes sense. Because you were sensitive to it. And but it was most strong enough.
2: See it. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, this house was like you would pull up my daughter when we finally it moved all the out. Time? All the time. I mean, this this there was wow, no that's, off that's button worse, for this house. That's
0: worse than us. Oh, you know, it was ours wasn't all the time. No,
2: this you might not have. You would have something happen every single day. Noises, talking, voices, footsteps every single day. But the and the feeling of animosity was just like I said. I would it's sage palpable. yes, and I would sage my bedroom every night before going to bed. Because that was the only way you could sleep. Um, And there was quartz. The whole property was covered in quartz. There was a tree that had fallen over in the woods. And I'm talking quartz as big as cantaloupes or basketballs. And I know crystals kind of amplify.
1: Yes, they do. That's exactly what I was about to say. Because now that you mentioned the crystals, mm-hmm. of course you had it going on every day. It right. was It was. It was Thinning the veil so thin that, guess what? You can't do a whole lot about it.
2: Right. It's like a powerhouse for it. Yeah, I definitely think that was a contributing factor to all the activity that took place in this house. Um, Because you hear, you know, quartz and water, you know. And and to my knowledge, there weren't any streams or rivers or anything nearby. But just... and
1: I'm a believer in the quartz crystals, that they do... I, I do put stock in the fact that they do amplify those mm-hmm. kind of things or they thin the veil, if you will, if you've got a high concentration of quartz crystals in the area. And this
0: stuff. was on the property.
2: At the. The weird house. The weird house, yeah. The, the, the
0: weird creepy house.
2: The creepy house. That's Yeah, that's a good one to so. call it.
1: And what? And what about your your the home where you grew up at? So on the, the farm?
2: home where I grew up on God, so many things happened there. But the difference in what happened there is the feeling. Right. There's there's the fear there because, like I said before, you're seeing something that you're like, what? And then the creepy house, which is like, right. Uh, it's just, yeah. So, um, <laughs> one night I was having a um. And this may we may give some credit to the Sasquatch story here in a minute. I don't know. Um, when I was having a sleepover. So it's, you know, I was probably 12 or 13. And the house I grew up in, mm-hmm. windows everywhere. So this was my parents built their house. The only house that had one window was the utility room. Every other room in that house had more than one window. So my and no, we lived out in the middle of nowhere. So there's no curtains, yes. no blinds, nothing. So, my bedroom had, I don't know, five or six windows, no curtains, and it's- So,
0: at night, you just had, that was a, you know- Yeah, because, no I mean,
2: there's no one around. I mean, we lived half a mm-hmm. mile off of the road,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and our
2: farm was 32 acres, and then my grandfather owned everything around, for, like, the next- Around, ig- Around, correct. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Now, so, you know, we didn't need them, and one night, me and my little friends were staying up all night, because that's what you do when you have a slumber party, and- we hear something hit the window. And I mean like, boom, Arr, like nails dra- like dragging down a chalkboard.
1: Oh, wow.
2: I can't figure out what that could have been to this day. You know, being that the house had so many windows, we would have birds fly into the window during the day to, A, that only happens during the day when the sky is reflected in the window.
1: And they think there's nothing there. Exactly. They boom. can't
2: tell. And, mm-hmm. and, and they hit the window and they bounce off. Right. Boom. This was like something hit the window and drug claws down kind
3: of like the window.
2: Yes. And the window was very high up off the ground. Uh, so if you went out to stand, I'm 5'7", mm-hmm. and it would probably reach my forehead. So you would have to be pretty pretty tall to hit the window and... And so all of us were like, all the girls were screaming bloody murder. And (laughs) if there was anything out there, that
1: sounds like your uh, your episode when you were a young kid over at the at the the sleepover the sleepover at the kid at the kid who you know parents were well off at that kid's house. Same thing. It's similar. Yeah,
0: I didn't have this because I didn't see it.
1: They all had a Sasquatch sighting, but, but he the people it. that were there did. Oh, so, you some just talked did. about now,
2: that recently. Only on... part
1: of the
0: kids saw yeah. it.
1: Yeah, he because it was in that one room by the den. Yeah, he's mentioned that. That he's right, told the whole story in a previous episode. Yeah, I talk
0: about it in the, the episode with the Ghost of Foodland. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you know, and, and just to clarify something in that Ghost of Foodland episode, I've been asked about that a couple times. Just to clarify that, if you go back and listen to it. The the uh, the incident that took place where the where I said that the lady was grabbed into the freezer, it wasn't a stand up freezer where you open the door. It was one of those that's old, in the middle old. of the aisle where you lean over and you look and you can grab kind of like you see
1: at Walmart when you
2: They have some them.
0: of those and H yeah.
1: E B has them too. Yeah. Um
2: like Trader Joe's. Joe yeah, where you them. just yeah.
0: lean over and you you can grab and something grabbed this lady and tried to pull her into the into the Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody was asking me about that and exactly. I was like that that just to clarify that, that's what that was. That episode was basically just me talking about near misses, that stuff had happened to me. Because when I worked at Foodland, it was reputedly haunted, but nothing really happened to me there. But I've worked at, at posts, you know, jobs where I, things did happen. Yeah. One of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my entire life happened to me on a security detail I did. And I'm going to talk about that eventually. It oh, was a man. shadow.
2: Like, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to hear about it now.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it. It is probably the <laughs> absolute creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. The dog man was pretty creepy, but the dog man was like, more like. a how do you top like, a dog man? Um,
1: Especially when he saw it that close and in in, in its full the, the, glory. The, yeah,
0: that thing was like being close to a really large predator that you did not know existed. But this thing I saw was just of the most. uh Demonic or something I guess weird, 7H. ethereal, wow. demonic. Yeah, there were That's... a couple things that happened at that particular site that were just, and it involved this shadowy looking thing. I don't even want to get into it right now, but I mean, because we're talking about what you're doing.
1: But yeah, we're talking about your experiences and all <laughs> the weirdness that you've had. And you know, overall, I I would, you know, judging by the stories you've told me, and I would venture to say that you are sensitive.
2: Um, I do have a fun story going back to the sensitivity thing with uh, Timmy. It's a fun story. It maybe not, but <laughs> I was driving back from Savannah and to get to where I live from Savannah, Georgia, you've got to drive through BFE. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a weird, creepy vibe through this particular area. It's kind of close to where I live, um, but it's like a very strong native um, American association um, to it, yeah. right? Right, and it, every every single time it never fails. I, it's like you can, just like you cross a line in the sand. One night I'm coming because my um, I had a friend that lived down there. I used to go back and forth a lot, and one night I was driving back, and it's super late at night, and I I get this bad feeling, and then it just kind of escalates, and then all of a sudden, there is a guy sitting next to me in the passenger seat. It's a Native American young man and he is pissed. Like he's sitting in the drive, in the passenger seat looking at me, glaring, glaring at me. And like I'm looking at my passenger seat and there's there's no one. But it's like you can see them even though they're not there. Mm-hmm. It sounds really weird and like a crazy person. But just and then just the just. Fierce look that he was giving me was nothing I've ever experienced. It was very clear.
1: If looks could kill, he would have killed you Exactly.
2: Exactly. He did not like me one single bit. (laughs) Um, And I was just, I focused back on the road and I'm like, get out of my car. Like, I'm sorry, but you got to go. And um, it took a few minutes for the feeling to dissipate. But I think about that every single time I drive through that area now.
1: But you still get that feeling every time you go through that.
2: Yeah, the he didn't have a shirt, which and and his hair was cropped. It was long, but it was cropped short on the sides almost.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and there was something black, like a paint. And I don't want to say this paint on his face was exactly the way whatever, because I don't want to mix up what. I saw versus what I'm implanting into my memory, you right. know, uh-huh. but something just triggers me that there was some kind of black paint on his face mm. and I don't really recall much else except for just his eyes were very, very, very dark, dark, dark brown. And they were, they were very, inked.
0: and you threw a paper cup out the window and that's what triggered <laughs> that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was, he's that like, was here's your litter bag. Right. <laughs> It was plastic cup
0: actually? So that's exactly what happens, <laughs> and you made him mad.
2: I did. No, yeah, he was. He was pissed. He was not a happy camper, and, and I've never had that. Are
0: you sure, you didn't run him over.
2: Um, you know and what? And then he was
0: like, "Thanks for the ride, lady." You ever seen that on Creepshow? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the ride, lady. Mm-hmm.
2: It was. It was. It was a weird experience, but it was such a clear experience for me that, like, the the the. Image of him sitting there was just so vivid and all the emotion was coming through so strong. Um, So that's why I'm like, it is a fun experience. I mean, because it, even though it wasn't fun, fun but
0: <laughs> and that's you have know, a different Force. definition of fun. fun than I do. <laughs> uh, fun to me is like, you know, like going to Schlitterbahn and riding around on the rides. So fun to you is seeing creepy apparitions that are angry and want to strangle you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's kind of a. Morbid. The
0: unique definition of fun.
2: It is a unique. Yes, that's a good way to put it. And well, can
0: I ask you a question? Since yes. you're a flight attendant, I have heard that there are, and I wanted to get into this one day, ghost vehicles, but I, I've heard that, that planes can be haunted.
2: Oh, yeah. I believe that 100%. We, I was on a plane the other day that was just going bonkers. The phone kept ringing, and
1: really? we would
2: answer it, and there was no one there. I'm like, this plane is haunted. There's just a, because I mean, people die on planes. I mean that happens. Having
1: heart attacks. Having et cetera, heart attacks et especially
2: cuz your yeah. your body functions differently at that 30,000 40,000 feet. It's, and it's
1: stress put on the body. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you see uh, you can watch on uh, those pilots and those test pilots in those videos when they Put them in that uh, G-Force trainer. and they trainer. pass out. Yeah, all but that don't kind you guys stuff. pressurize
0: Night-night. the cabin so it doesn't that doesn't happen?
2: Your body still is going to be. I mean, yeah. yes, the the cabin is pressurized, but um, you process alcohol differently. Your heart is you. It's it's a lot different, and people have, especially people with heart problems, mm-hmm. tend to have issues on. It on stresses planes. the heart, and more especially than they're sitting, and then they get up to go to the bathroom or whatever mm-hmm. after, and then they're just out. You know. Um, Thankfully, I've never had to deal with anything like that, but it happens, you know, it happens, especially on these, you know, this particular plane has been, I call it the old Greyhound bus (laughs) because it's been around forever. But there's no telling what's happened on that plane, but the phone was ringing the whole trip. Ding, 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 ding. We would answer it and there was nothing there. Of course, it could have just been an electrical issue, but...
1: Did you guys check with the pilots and everything? See if they weren't calling you guys. Or? Oh no,
2: it's not them because it would. You know, if we answered, they would have.
1: They would have yeah, talked.
2: Yeah, because it's that particular aircraft is an open system. Uh-huh. So if you called the flight attendant at the front, the pilot's going to be on the line as well. Oh, okay. like is they're, it open? They're yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is it
1: mandatory that at least one of them at all times have the headphones it's, on and everything listening in?
2: No, 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 no. Because no. some systems are closed. It's just the mm-hmm. way that that system is on okay. that aircraft.
0: Mm-hmm. That would be nerve wracking.
1: Oh no! I've been there. Being it's...
0: flying like all the time, I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't do it. Oh, I like well, it.
1: Well, I think about it. I think about it in terms like this, and I've had this little hypothesis slash theory that any. Have you ever wondered why you fall asleep the second you get into a vehicle after it goes? Not even five minutes. If you're tired, <sighs> not me. Not me. You know, yeah. a lot of people. You know, babies. There's a lot of people like that, that. True, and they fall asleep right. And but when you really think about it all i i think that it's because of the vibrations and mm-hmm. up in in the aircraft up in the air vibrations everyone has their own frequency that they resonate at yeah so you figure the vibration or whatever frequency it's vibrating at ups you know that could be a factor as well
2: that's an interesting thing. Way because to think cars about it, yeah. is the
1: same thing. You know, you start droning, sometimes the sound will make you drone, but that's also you think about it. It's a vibration. That sound is at a certain frequency. You know, things that'll make you go to sleep versus the things that will allow you to stay awake. No electro or
2: magnetic fields and yeah, things like it's, that. It's
1: interesting. I always
2: turbulence will that. make you go to sleep. That's like rocking you to sleep. You just sit in that. I mean, I, I obviously can't go to sleep. I would want to go to sleep. And but turbulence. you're turbulence. Yeah. That thing's just rocking you to sleep like a baby.
1: Yeah. I've had turbulence where we dropped 100 feet like that <laughs> in the snap of <laughs> I was a about finger. to say, it's not always fun. <laughs> the, only, the only way I would be okay with it is if I was handed a parachute. As, soon as I walked on the plane. See, yeah. <laughs> if you're if
2: you're up thirty thousand feet, you've got plenty Try of
1: room. In a helo,
0: whenever it starts acting up, that's
1: uh, not, yeah, uh, that's not a good thing. I was in sorry. one that the helicopter started mm-hmm. acting up. We nope. were up in the air, and they landed that one quick.
2: I I don't mess with those rotary wing. No. Nope. <laughs>
0: you're lucky. <laughs> but that's there, 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 a lot of times when you go down with that's it. Yeah, that's There's
1: it. No, but we digress, anyways. Uh, you know about the. You know, a haunting haunted vehicles. I've always always been interested in. He's been interested in it more than I have, but I've wanted to hear people's stories about haunted.
0: Vehicles. I've had friends who've had some stuff happen, and I've had several stories from that. So.
2: you mentioned Harry, the hairy hand. Yeah, the hairy hand. I had actually read in a book when, years and years ago. The UK has a hairy hand, urban mm. legend, but it's different. It was a particular. It will like this hand will appear on the steering wheel while somebody's driving down the road and try to force the vehicle off the road. Uh, and people report just, I've heard mention just of that. the hand, mm-hmm. like the little thing off of the Adams family, you know, is like a hand thing doing or whatever. yeah. Well, the, the
0: hairy hand is a story. It's a Mexican folklore story that we never got into. But, uh, what it is, is, uh, th- there were some guys and they were in a little cantina and they were playing cards and yes. the owner asked them to leave and they just continued to play and then they got drunker and drunker and more barracho.
3: <laughs> and as, more
0: they, tequila? Yeah, as they got more barracho teresos. <laughs> they, they they eventually there was a there was uh the manos the <laughs> and, 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 mm-hmm. and so when it was they were passing out the cards, there were a couple people that were there, the family of the bar owner and the bar owner, and they were tired, of wanting to go home. These barwosz uh, didn't even notice that there was a there was another hand playing cards with them, mm-hmm. and the story goes that eventually the hands attacked one of them, and the, then everybody snapped out of it and ran out of the bar. But it killed the one guy,
1: what? the one that got a hold of, Just yeah. choked him to
0: death, choked, choked him, to him, death him out because he was the leader, whatever.
2: He was he was cheating cards, the guards. most, he the got most unruly.
0: The, yeah, the, the the yeah, he was the hefe. But that's the story. That's of the folklore. And, yeah, it's folklore.
1: Yeah. And
2: and it, it's interesting that different cultures have, in even different parts of the world have similar stories mm-hmm. of disembodied hands.
0: I I, I, I filled a report once about, and I don't want to give all my shadow people stories away because I have a lot of them. But I guess you I have can give for, one. For, well, I've given a couple already. I can't yeah, give them too many. Then we won't have another episode later. We've still got oh other gosh. people. Um, there was a there was a story I got, and since we're talking about limbs and whatever, um, that that this woman was living in a basement apartment, and this arm, disembodied black, inky thing came from the ceiling, and it mm, was nope. it materialized as an arm, and began to attack her.
2: Bye. You can <laughs> keep it.
0: I don't. Yeah. It was weird. It was just an arm. That's all it was. It was just a disembodied I think arm.
2: that would freak me out more than having the whole the whole figure. The whole figure. Wow. Because, I mean, then you've got, you know, the disembodied arm is weird on top of it being.
0: You ever a- seen anything like that, Jane? No. Mm. No
2: disembodied. I've had disembodied voices.
0: Like what? Like I mean,
2: just like in the house I grew up, they would call my name all the time. It was a woman. It was always a woman, and um, I knew it was. It wasn't like she was trying to mimic my mother's voice. She would be like, um, just calling my name, like especially if I was outside of the house, calling my name um, to come back inside. I have one memory particularly, and my mother was always outside. If my mother wasn't at work, she was outside doing stuff outdoors. And I'm out on the front porch, and I can hear her hollering in the house, this, this voice. And I was like, hmm, I know that that's not my mother. And I just kind of shrug it off because it happened so often. I had a friend over at my house one time. My mother wasn't even home. And clear as day from the living room, you hear her go, come on, girls, and my friend stopped talking and looked at me, and her eyes were like as wide as you know, biggest quarters. And she was like, "Oh, your mom's not home, is she?" I was like, "No, it's fine. I mean, it, it happens all the time."
1: I bet your friend never came back.
2: She she wasn't particularly fond of yeah because <laughs> she she never had experiences. But she did that. You know, day. she did that day. <laughs> Welcome to my life. And um, in that other house, there was a male voice that was um, prevalent. And uh, no. I never heard I would hear You know, you would hear things In the middle of the night But like I would just Lock like, lock myself up in the bedroom mm-hmm. And turn the noise up So I wouldn't yeah, hear just it completely, yeah But I had a friend Because I hated staying there So I would have people Come spend the night with me As often as possible And I had a friend Spend the night with me one night And I got up to go to work I only had to work half a day So she was just going to hang out At the house Until I got back I pulled out of the driveway no longer as long as it took for me to back out and she was calling me she was like i need you to pull back up and into the get back in this house um she's like i'm leaving i'm like what happened she said that um she had been in my bedroom and she heard footsteps walking down the hallway towards the master bedroom and she's like i thought it was you i thought you had forgotten something and come back and she called out to me and amanda started laughing and she's like, it was right outside the bedroom door. And I pulled up back in the driveway and she's running out the front door, <laughs> has all her stuff in her hands.
1: I don't blame her. <laughs> that would be a bit disheartening.
2: It would, yeah. And thankfully I never I never had that kind of experience at that house.
1: Here's my question. Your friend saw the apparition or he didn't didn't see it. She heard it, you know, in two forms the footsteps and yeah. then the laugh. And she said it was a guy's laugh. So mm-hmm. here's my question. It obviously sounds that it was sounds like it was very blatant and obvious with her. Right. Was it ever that blatant and obvious with you, or was no. it more? No. You know, because it, it makes me makes me wonder, um, maybe it didn't want to completely drive you away from there, but at the same time wants to annoy you enough. But with her, it was like immediate, I don't want her here. So I'm really going to, you know, lay it on thick to get her out of here. I've That's never what actually to thought of
2: it like that. Um, I did have one of the scariest experiences there for me. And I can't rule out the possibility that it wasn't an actual person. Um, this, I was living, this was shortly after I had moved in. Mm-hmm. I was still living alone. Um, and the the way the house was set up you know a lot of houses people don't use the front door yes um so when you pulled into this driveway you pulled up and you would look into the back door which was obviously there's a big nice back porch mm-hmm. and the front yard was completely dark cuz there's trees yes. right up against the house uh it was overgrown you couldn't really uh, getting to the front door was not easily accessible um, and then there was a really old glass screen door, um, so it, it just it was a very noisy front porch. So one night, I'm sitting, I'm in the kitchen, and my daughter's playing in the living room, and there's just a pounding on the front door, like somebody's just bam, 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 on the door, not on the glass. And you didn't hear the glass, you know, squeak open and, you know, it's just rusted shut practically. And I freak out, like grab my daughter. I grab a knife because I'm ready to shank somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Run back to the bedroom, which overlooked the driveway. And I'm like, who the heck is here? And look outside and there's no cars in the driveway. And like I said, this house was on five acres. There's not a lot going around around, you know, there's not a lot around. And I call the cops. Cops come out and walk around. There's they don't see anything. They don't, you know, there was no evidence that somebody had been in the in at the house. Could it have been some crackhead that just walked up into the front yard and banged on the door? Sure. Where was this at? The this was in the house? the creepy house.
0: So some crackhead would be wandering around. I mean around the and that's
2: and that's kind of where I'm like, this is out of place.
1: There's an also another there's also another potential suspect. Bigfoot. The Sasquatch.
2: Sasquatch, Sasquatch that's are it. known
1: to do that. He slap houses, all that stuff.
2: Maybe he did. Maybe he just came but in. But I mean it's pounded on the front door.
1: A lot of them have been known to do that. Um the the dog men will get up on your roof so will Bigfoot. And so will the Bigfoot. But the dogman it seems like the Dogman. do I've heard more. the
2: Dogman doing that. I've heard people say, th- give those stories out mm-hmm. a lot. Not so much the Sasquatch. The
1: Sasquatch is a lot of slapping houses. Sasquatch likes to houses. throw
2: rocks at the house and yes. stuff like that.
1: Or come up and slap the
0: house. I, I, I've heard of them, here, actually a story here in Texas where they were getting up on the roof out in, in a house out in the country mm-hmm. and messing with stuff. You know, I just, it was pretty much uh like just a very common occurrence the juveniles in particular were yeah very and ugly. it's usually
1: that it's usually the juveniles yeah. from the reports that we've heard and you know, everything but they it's have just,
2: rowdy teenagers too yes, is what you're do. saying yes
1: they do <laughs> yes they do yeah, i
0: even heard of them like pulling people's sprinklers and getting the water from it and stuff like that it was it's uh so, Unruly
1: teenagers, but they, I, I guess
0: literally. in some form or another, Sal is determined to insert a bigfoot into your:
1: life. No, it's I'm, not. I'm just throwing in there that it, that's a potential <laughs> suspect too, because they are known to slap houses and and, yeah. and, and do stuff like that to annoy. You know, or runoff potential. What if it uh, was Chips or Roy? What if it was him doing
2: it? It could have been Chips if Roy. There's a lot
1: of cookies involved if it was him. <laughs> Chips or Roy.
0: I, I, so, what do you think it was, though? In your opinion,
2: I, I honestly feel like it was the entity, yeah. whatever was. The, just, You're probably just right if you feel getting that. Getting attention. A lot of
0: times, that's mm-hmm. what
2: it is. Because it was just such a loud, intrusive pounding, and then that was it. It was gone. There it was nothing else. Again. Nothing ever happened. I mean, there was another instance a couple years later where the back door. Was some? It was like um, the house was for sale, so it had one of those key locks on the door.
1: Yeah, the big heavy ones. And the huh
2: yeah. in the middle of the night, the door was just shaking, and you could hear that thing just pounding against the door. Could have been another crackhead coming up to the. <laughs> But we're out, out in, the, country. Country. But out in the middle of nowhere. No, I just. Well,
1: they would be meth heads.
2: Then. Meth heads. Yeah, that's that's what we have. We have. But they were wandering around out in the country like. Out in out the, in the and that's and that's kind of where you have to be like how likely what is the likelihood of someone doing that and just coming up to a to a house when there's a subdivision half a mile down the road. Yeah, that you that, know,
1: that could yeah, yeah you're right. There could be yeah that's it's highly possible. A crackhead, meth head, whatever, high, whatever, walk down there. I mean serious, I'm being dead yeah, serious. They yeah. could walk down knowing just, that you have a house down there or that there's a house down there, going down to vandalize it, see what's there mm-hmm. to try to find something to take in order to get their fix.
2: Exactly. That's
1: that's not out of the
2: it's not of possibilities. Exactly. So. Um, but the the pounding on the door to me like you didn't hear the screen door open or shut.
1: Just pounding, just boom, boom, on boom,
2: the boom. on the door itself, yeah, and uh, it was pretty loud. Um, that probably scared me the most because my daughter was playing right there in the living room, and and uh,
0: and now, how long did she like? How many things happened to her?
2: Not a lot. She would just talk about like the closet. She didn't like the closet, I, and and. She didn't like the house. She called it the brown house because the walls, it was like built in the 70s and it had that awful wood paneling everywhere <laughs> and this hideous brown carpet. Um, but when we moved out. Shag carpet, right? No, no. This is just, just this office business carpet, office. Co- oh, God. The house was just awful. Um, but when we moved out, I had actually left some stuff there and I went back a few days later, maybe a week or so, and she wouldn't get out of the car. She was like, nope, I'm going to stay right here. And she was probably four or five at this point. And she wasn't going back into that house. I don't blame her. She, to this day, she's like, tell me stories about when we lived in the brown house. (laughs) She doesn't remember a lot of them? She doesn't. I mean, she was so young. Um, But she's never talked about seeing the kukui or monsters, nothing. She's before or after that. And that kid... She sleeps her room is pitch black at night. She's not
1: I can't sleep any other way.
2: Really? It has I, to be pitch black. I have times where uh I think things are kind of in the closet. I
1: th- oh no, I I mean I can understand <laughs> I why it's... you would you you would have those those feelings and stuff. But I I to me all the light any I can't sleep.
2: It's it's difficult. I'll turn the light on in my closet sometimes when I get that feeling that something's It's almost like you can feel it and almost hear it in your mind just growling at you. I don't know what's going on in there. But um, actually, I think I told you a story. I had a dream one time where there was something there. And it was trying to – I don't remember the details of the dream. But it was was not a nice thing. And I wake up and I'm like, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. And then my dog is standing in the bedroom growling at the closet. And this isn't the house that I live in currently. I was like, oh, "That's not great." So, you
1: sure you don't have something attached to you?
2: <sighs> I hope not. I hope not. You know,
1: that's 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 something you're going to have to consider, in my opinion. Of course, you know, and I guess you won't truly know unless you consult with someone who's super sensitive that reads these kind of things.
2: Mm-hmm. And I almost ignorance is bliss, you know. And the house that I live in now is empty. It's just empty, not, and I mean that in 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 a vibe kind of way. Like you can tell the difference. Like if I go into a house, I can tell if there's something there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And this house is just blissfully empty. There's it's got no. its feng shui, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's no pressure. There's no nothing. And you just um, walk
1: into the house.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great not living in a haunted house.
1: <laughs> no pressure, right? Just, just. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. Hey. Nothing wrong with Who that. all lives there?
2: Uh just me and my daughter and my uh significant, uh, significant other. other <laughs> my on and off again, significant other. But um I have had some things happen in the house. I brought home I went we went to Mexico or on a cruise and went to one of the ruins and I was uh found a piece of pottery.
1: Are you serious? <sighs> oh, yeah. Do you know do you know just at an average do you know how much I mean any of those places around there, do you know how much has happened
2: around yeah, there? Yeah, I my my uh, my other mother yelled at me, she was like, Why can't you white people just leave stuff alone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's um, obviously
1: Hispanic, <laughs> yes.
2: And she and I had told she's her, I was like, It was so right? beautiful, I, and I was like, You should go there. She's like, No, I'm not going there. She's <laughs> like, Where she grew up, they had these like practically in her backyard. She's like, You don't know what those What's places were for and what happened there. I was like, I know. Lots of bloodshed. She's like, you white people. Ritual.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's funny rich. how
0: she says, you white people, but growing up in, in the Latino culture, I can tell you that they mess with magic as there's much a, as white people. There's so a lot of them mess with magic. They're always messing with the bruja and, and all the that. Brujeria and the brujeria and stuff. I mean, uh you know, so for her to say, white people do well, yeah, whatever, because I mean. Well, no,
2: she was talking about me picking up the piece of pottery and bringing it home. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying that they do it a lot. A yeah. Lot they do a lot of stuff that they, you know, because like, I mean, like I've been in Central America and was in a village where there was a tree that had all these smashed cans with rocks inside of it, and they were all Ooh. tied from strings onto the branches, and each one of those was a curse. Oh, So they're always messing with it. -hmm. Mexico, uh, Guatemala, Honduras—all those countries, Belize—they're all full of full of black magic. I mean, just they're always messing with stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's big time. I believe lots of
1: superstition and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But again, of course, as you as you all know, the superstitions are regional, all throughout Mexico, and oddly enough, I've never really had anything and. My family realistically we really haven't had much either. We well, all
0: leave stuff alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's what you're supposed <laughs> to do. I mean, that's what you're supposed to leave stuff alone, but like
1: It's funny. I'm, well, my mom's one of those my mom's the the lady that she's very practical, very pragmatic, and she's like, I've never experienced any of that. My uh, mom's
0: cousins, she's
1: always messing but her with sisters, us yeah. But my mom's sisters are very superstitious over you know about the bruja, the lechusa, all that stuff. My my mom's sisters are very superstitious about that, and my uncle, both of my late uncles, her brothers, they didn't. You know, they were like, I've never it seen is, anything yeah. like that. They they didn't believe. And of course, my her father, my grandfather, was the same way. It was like, he goes, I back in the day, growing up, when my mom was a young twenty something. And my grandparents lived out like five, six miles outside of town, out in the boonies by, a, you know, by a, little, you know, uh, a little canal that they had running. It was a runoff from the river. And so to get to town, my grandfather would have to walk five miles. And he did that a lot in the dark. If he wanted to go to, can, go to the cantina, he always told my mom, I've been out and about in the woods in the middle of the night, nothing. I've never seen la, uh, la lechuza, a bruja, nothing. he goes, I've had nothing. You know, so I guess I'm I'm just one of those people that's uh, you know fortunate or unfortunate, however you want to look at it. It's just it's it's not happened to me, and if it does, I'll I'm I'll deal with it. You know, however it may come. And
2: have you ever thought about going on like a ghost hunting expedition? Yes, and, yes, I have. And seeing if you,
1: yeah, seeing if I get a vibe or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I one of these days we're we're gonna get together, and he's gonna you know. Wolf's gonna take me by the house if it's still there. <gasps> yeah.
3: yeah, it's yeah.
1: still there.
0: It's it's it's. I just went by there uh, a couple of weeks ago with, with my wife, and it you was sure like where it was at? it was for rent again. Oh, <laughs> surprise! It's always up for rent.
2: I wonder, um, does it still give off those like bad juju vibes? Um,
0: I, I don't. I, I actually went by there. I think. I think. you know what it was? My wife was at a doctor's appointment. In South Austin and Anthony it was me and you. We drove by there, and, yeah, it still gives off a creepy vibe. It looks creepy. I mean, I don't – because I know what's in there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
2: right. Exactly. I mean,
0: there were some weird things that happened. A lot of weird things happened in that place, and some of it was malevolent. But, you know, what is the most malevolent thing that's happened to you in those places, either the sheep farm or the other house?
2: I really can't say, like, physically that I've ever been – Attacked. Attacked. Thankfully, um, the most, you know, I think this, you have to take it with a grain of salt, but really I used with living in the, the creepy house, I used to have some pretty graphic nightmares that I've never had anywhere else. And I actually read back on some things that I had written down before I came in here, um, And, uh, you know, I think I I had told you before that I had that satanic ritual in my dream, um, where there was a woman who was tied up for, to be a sacrifice. And I can see like just plain as day, the, the the pentagram and all the symbols drawn into the, you know, or painted, they were, it was all painted in white on the ground. And, um, and then I had not you know, when there was, I got away from that and then, there was an envelope delivered to me with a heart inside and it was, I mean, there was a lot more detail to it, but that's the gist of that. And then another dream I had where I was lying in bed in that room, in my bedroom, in that house, drawing crosses in the air. And the air was like vibrating and shaking. And I snapped out of it and woke up from that dream. And those, 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 are not normal dreams for me. I don't have dreams like that. And so that to me was probably the most malevolent. And it's not a physical attack. It's not anything that, you know, what most people would consider. But mm-hmm. to me, that was probably the
1: very creepy.
2: Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Scared the
1: be- Jesus. The be- Jeebers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's still, you know, you, I was thinking back on what you were talking about, uh, Wolf, when we mentioned, I think couple of episodes ago you well, a few of them back when you were talking with scorp about the the the, the city at, mm-hmm. at, what did you call that was it the, the, the name? city of night the city of night yeah. Or, yeah in have you ever had anything to do with that or dreams what is associated that? with that um give us a quick explanation there wolf
0: the city of night is like it's a place where scorpion was going and i don't know if he still does i haven't i don't I haven't talked to him. I mean, I haven't asked him about recently
1: if he's returned there. Yeah,
0: because it was just—it was like he was having these dreams where he was ending up there, and then I ended up there looking oh, for wow. him to help him get out of there.
2: Oh wow, that's but fascinating. there are
0: living people that are there that get trapped there while they're out of their bodies, and then there are souls of the deceased. It, that's what it appeared to me. Kind of like a purgatory. Now, and, and, and now let me tell you, there, there's people who are diehard Christians and mm-hmm. Muslims, too, and different different religions. It'll be like whatever their religion is and whatever branch of that religion is, they believe that that's what happens when you die. That's it. That's all there is to it. No. And they will not, be- if you tell them that we come back, then they think that it's a, it's some sort of trick or it's bullcrap. And then there's some people who just think that when you die, you go straight to heaven or hell. Do not pass mm-hmm. go. <laughs> I mean, th- th- there's a lot of closed mindedness, you know, and there is. and so that does not mean that I don't believe in Christ or God. Right. Okay? I just think that there's a lot of, uh, of closed minded people who are, uh, very, uh, set in what they believe. And I think that that's unfortunate that they have no, um,
1: they don't have the ability to, to open up their mind and think of all the possibilities. Possibilities.
0: Out there. Yeah. That are out there. And so we covered that in a previous episode. That you know there was, um, that's just I don't know. It's just there's a lot of uh, the vastness of what's out there.
1: Mm -hmm. It's hard to comprehend. Imagine the vastness of space and all the stars that are that are out there that we cannot even begin to think or count. Right?
2: And I mean, you've got string theory and the multiverse out there. I mean, these are more and more accepted by mainstream mm-hmm. science. And so Well,
0: each yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Yes.
1: But nine just, dimensions? Yes, the nine of, realms. Of, of
0: each multiverse.
1: The nine realms, Midgard being mm-hmm. at the center. Well, I, I think that Asgard. I think that is, No, no, there's there's something to right. it. The number 9. Nine yeah. realms?
0: Yeah, a nine, yeah, of course, but yeah. I mean like I'm what I'm, ta- I'm saying, I agree with that. I'm just saying that If you think of it as like if everything is a multiverse, if you believe in that theory, I'm not saying I do, folks, because I don't really have any one-way belief or whatever, but if you believe in that and then each one of those multiverses has nine dimensions. Mm -hmm. Now, what could be happening with the Mandela effect is maybe CERN is causing it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But things are collapsing into each other and, and are joining together
1: and thinning and then, the veil along the way and
0: then there are um uh, the, the the scary part is that there could be um different universes within this multiverse as you say and where they are their dimensions are bleeding together more than ours and so that when they join together you know like like you wake up one day and what was not once reality is now reality mhm mhm and it's just like now it's going to be commonplace because we have now collapsed into another timeline from another multiverse, and in that multiverse the veil was thin to the point where things were already you know
1: they're crossing over. Think of it in terms it up, of you, know? uh, you ever seen that 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 new Spider-Man cartoon movie that uh, came out into of a while the Spider Verse? See yeah. how that was? They were they were all getting mixed up in there because he was messing around with that machine. That that's kind of what I think what you're alluding to, Wolf. Something like that. Yeah, because
0: us... CERN, and now here, if you talk about CERN, and one day I'm going to do a show, I want to do a Mandela Effect show, but we're trying to get all the stuff together so we can make a really good show out of it. Yeah. And it, it'll probably be longer than an hour because it's
1: so much, so vast. We pro- it'd probably be two hours easy.
0: CERN is the Celtic god. He was the evil god, like CERN. Right. CERNA. Mm-hmm. Now, it's also a derivative of the Latin of Saturna. Which the Romans they conquered the, the Gaelic tribes in, in Europe, and uh-huh. so they kind of melded together, you know. So the Saturn, of course, uh, was was the bad guy, um, the the dark god. I guess um, what is his name was the good Jupiter was the good guy, right? Kind of like Hades or whatever. Right. Hades, so, yeah,
1: Hades, a a k. You know, he, they he's Hades. equated to the devil. Getting mm-hmm. the bad rap, yeah, he gets. Well, that's, that's well, that that's Hayes, what though.
0: Saturn's role was, I believe. Am I correct? That's uh, it was. I'm so tired. Jupiter was the was the main, and then Saturn, you know. But I think that all those, and then we're going into another rabbit hole here. I think all those gods and all that. I think those are just the Nephilim. I think those are the um, the watchers that fell.
2: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I agree with a lot of those theories. Well, the I say agree Enoch. is maybe a strong word, but I find those theories you put very some interesting. Stock into it, right? right, I think all of these stories that are so similar through history, especially with gods, and they can't be discounted. Just because we think we have a better understanding, mm-hmm. you know, and and new religions that have come up since then. Like, you look at all of these gods throughout history and goddesses and how similar all their stories are and descriptions are. And
1: I always focus on the one part that I say that makes them gods with little g's. The fact <laughs> that all these right. gods, little g's, had what we would consider... Human, uh, characteristics. human, characteristics. Shortcomings, oh. Human shortcomings. Human yeah, characteristics. They're jealous. They're lustful. All these other things. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, when
0: envy, I, avarice, all that all stuff. The different things.
1: I ask my. You know, I, I'm constantly ask. You know, asking in my mind. You know, going over and over and over and over. Like, how can you have an all powerful God be saddled with these? You know human uh, shortcomings, and you know. So I said so. So, in that sense, they're not God's big G. They're Mm-mm, not God's no. big G in any way. They're well, little G's. They're beings of where they may come from another dimension, or how right. they may happen. Point is, is with high technology, that's how they're doing their thing.
0: Well, CERN. It, it, the reason I pointed that out, is yeah. because CERN. Th- it's funny how they use that that name. Mm-hmm. You know, which was the bad guy. Kind of, I mean, so to speak, and they're using that name as their project, you know, over there in Europe, where they're making the you know the collider and stuff, mm-hmm. all that stuff that's happening. I mean, dude, I mean, it's obviously they're they're opening something dark, something yeah. evil, and they're Stranger unleashing things. something. Yeah, um, a lot like
1: Stranger Things. Yeah, I, like, I guess Stranger Things. Well, Stranger Things is based off the whole. Uh, the, the I guess, for lack of better words, the aftermath, the things that happened, you know, with the Montauk experiment over on Montauk mm-hmm. Island, a lot of the other stuff that they were doing, it's 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 based off a lot of those stories. And, and along with stuff from CERN, you know, the, the CERN mm-hmm. experiments, uh, Wolf, that's where they got all this, you know, the story, they built the story and put it together and made it Stranger Things. That's mm-hmm. where that comes from. I find it really interesting, mm-hmm. you know, the upside down, i.e. an opposite reality, a reverse reality, a reverse and dimension or whatever.
2: I, you know, when you hear stories from like the missing 411, mm-hmm. I love the missing 411. That's fascinating to me. Um, that's like a really
1: good detective thing. I love it. I do. I love it for the plain and simple fact that it's facts. It is. It facts, is. It's like a case it.
2: study, mm-hmm. you know, laid out and there's no speculation or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, and it's very interesting to hear all the evidence and, um, Information that he's compiled, it always makes me think of like these thinning veil, or what are these little slips, or you know, upside down, like you know, what if these people and I think like people discount that they're like, oh, well, if that was happening, why aren't cars disappearing in the road and such like that? But
1: what when you think of things that you know, when you think along those lines, veil thinning these creatures or these entities with more power? Why yeah. do they need an old and why do they need antiquated knowledge compared or knowledge technology, you know, compared to what they have? Why do they, why would they need an old antique to yeah. do their things? Right. <laughs> Who cares about the car? Let's dump it, leave it on the <laughs> side right. road, whatever, right. or leave it where it was at, whatever. But if it's the human being that they desire, then, then what's the use of the car? You know, that, that that's a, that's a, a a trinket so no I I think it's amazing you know there's so many possibilities we've covered so many I mean just the paranormal the the ethereal realm you know all the stuff like you dealt with all the you know the shadow figures all this stuff you know it's really it's just so many culprits that could be doing those you know or having a hand in those disappearances but a lot of times, where they're found, what they're found, you know, many people think, okay, that's that's something like portaling. Uh, You know, you take them here, you take them over here, you use them, and you drop them back off, and they look like, you know, they, they they look like they've, you know, nothing's happened to them from that one little point, you know. And right. so I I just find that really interesting because, for example, there's some cases where a small child is taken, and you know. Huge, great distance is covered where this child could never have done it in the amount of time that he was missing. And then they find the child, whether dead, deceased, or whatever. Mm -hmm. They look at the clothes, and the clothes look like they have not been through any type of brush or anything. Obviously, the child
0: didn't travel that way.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it it points to, you know, it takes out, okay, it couldn't have been the kid. He'd have been through brush. It had tore up his clothes. It had done this, done this. And no signs of any of that type of wear. So it, it it's really interesting. Many people speculate Sasquatch, many people speculate dogman, um aliens, you name it. So it it's so many possibilities out there. It's just amazing.
0: So what what else do you do you have for us?
2: Um well, one thing that I uh wanted to say and get kind of your uh, you, all of your input is um so one night I woke up and the My bedroom faced east, and there was this big graveyard on the property, and um, so a lot of big trees, and every morning the sun would rise up over these trees. So I wake up, and I look out the window, because like I said, no blinds, and I see the horizon is lit up like it's morning. And you can tell, you know how you feel, like Mm -hmm. you've got that kind of inner clock or whatever, and I was like, God, it doesn't feel like it should be morning yet, but whatever, um, And I walk through because our bathroom was on the other side of the house. So I walk through the living room again, wall of windows. I can see the horizon mm-hmm. lit up. Go to the bathroom, come back out and look out the window and it's pitch black outside again. Look at the clock and it's like three or four in the morning.
1: But when you woke up, you were dead sure it was.
2: The, there, There was the horizon was lit up. It wasn't red, you know, how the sunrise is often red. It was just kind of like a white, soft glow. Um, But it looked like the sunrise. And to this day, I have no idea what that could have been.
1: Well, if we're staying within this, this realm of possibility or this realm of existence, there are people that have, you know, that report UFO, you know, seeing actual craft that light up an area so bright they they're they like it's like daylight really so it potentially it, that that's a potential thing that it um potential thing could be um an alien craft giving off that much light and i'm not talking a small one i'm talking a big one because you said it all around you you, you look you're seeing the light right. coming through the windows like it's morning so it's probably it's probably a big one flying low but just below the trees, but it's still enough for it to, you know, make it seem, you know, make it seem like it's the sun coming up that it's that bright. You talk to the people in the, you know, who believe that we live in a three-dimensional fractal fractal holographic universe, they could say, oh, that was a glitch in the Matrix. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. and, and
1: and we've seen we we've all seen glitches in video games and, and et cetera on the internet, right? So if we're living in a fractal holographic universe, universe, then then you know our you know our our program here oops it had a glitch and then it gets set back in kind of like in the movie The Matrix
2: right yeah Yeah.
1: so there's there's some really interesting um, explanations and that reminds me of the stories that my aunt told and I've not I have told my stories in a previous episode but basically when they lived out in the boonies. You know, around the time my grand, you know, it was just my, my mom's six years older than her next sister behind her. So my mom and, her, and my late uncle, her, her older brother, were up and out of the house by the time they were even getting to be 12, 13 and all this stuff, right? But when they lived out in the boonies, my mom and my uncle were already out of the house married doing their thing. You know, one of my aunts said, Yeah, there's plenty there was a few nights that we would be out there just we're out there in the boonies. There's no, nobody around us for miles. And we'd be laying in bed and then there's this big bright light comes underneath. She said, We think it was my mom. They she said, she my aunt's telling me that I thought it was your mom and dad, you know, coming to visit us, or or, you know, my brother, you know, your uncle and his wife coming in to see us. And it was late at night. She goes, I didn't, we didn't know what time it was because we didn't have watches, you know, it was just kind of, we we went to bed by, you know, sundown and we were awake at the crack of dawn with the sunrise. Right. She said, we saw the lights a few times, they come in shining in under the door and guess what? We think, oh, they're coming in from Texas, you know, because this was in Mexico and coming from Texas, they'd come in, they go outside, you know, okay, we've got to get up, let's get, get dressed, you know. Don't wanna, as soon as they got dressed, they open the door, they look out, nothing's there. But It was so wow. bright it looked they thought it was a car. And she, my my aunt mm-hmm. said it happened a few times, so that's it could interesting. be something like that.
2: That's interesting. You know?
1: And when my aunt told me that story, the only thing I could think of what if it was, um, the glowing orb? There's some that have you know, some people have reported seeing them big, some mm-hmm. see them small. So, what if it's an orb?
2: And especially if it was like coming up under the door frame, yeah, know, in the house.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. They lived it you know, you gotta understand in those days my aunt my my grandparents this we're, we're talking mid to late fifties, maybe maybe early sixties, right? And in Mexico, rural Mexico, so we're there's talking a hut, adobe. Yeah. You know? So the, the the doors are not perfect or anything like that. So, you know, yeah, there's probably a crack under there that big. I right. imagined a, a, a one inch crack, two inch crack under that door, you know, dirt floors. So but so seeing that light just coming up, but out there where they were at, because I remember going out there as a kid. My granddad still had goats and stuff out at that place. As a kid, we'd go out there, where that little house was. By that time, my granddad had moved the whole family into town, and you know, but we'd go out there. And I saw that 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 house she was talking about. She said, "Yeah, we lived here for a while, and when you," so it was really interesting. That is so,
2: interesting, especially for it to have happened a few times. A few times, more than once. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and so that's when you're telling me your story about the looking like looking like it's morning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. And, and the only thing I could think of in my mind was a, an orb, or there are those cases where you think about um, it could be these scouting um, these scout ships mm-hmm. or from UFOs and aliens. For my aunt. You know, seeing those things out there, maybe they were just observing, and it was one of those, and it lit up the place.
2: For Looking you, around. I'm thinking
1: a heck of a lot bigger.
2: Yeah, because this was like the the horizon behind the trees was just lit up, completely lit up, like it's like the sun like was, was coming up.
1: And it's not unusual, you know. I've heard about stuff like that and read reports that people you know, reporting bright lights in the middle of the forest and they get close enough investigated, they see a big old ship out there, you know, alien ship. So it's time. mind t- it's... would be blown. Oh, definitely. Well, we've we've had people. Oh, Lance Hoyt, wasn't it, Wolf? He said yeah, that he, saw he was UFO. traveling from Did you Did San you Antonio. think it
0: was a UFO?
2: Over the years, I've wondered if that's what it was, but I've just never really made a definitive, you know, make you know, come to a conclusion about what it what it could have been. Um that that's kind of the first place that your mind goes to or that my mind goes to.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But that just that it lit up the sky in the way that it did, I was kinda like, who what could make such a bright light go over such a expanse? Um, but I mean, just like you mentioned, like people obviously have said that it's happened. I mean and
0: So that's what you thought it was?
2: I would say that's the closest thing that I probably would have identified it with.
1: So is the jury still out? Or are you kind uh, of... The
2: jury's still out. I would... I, UFO is really the only thing that I kind of explain it with, but mm-hmm. it's kind of... For me, I'm like, UFO, what? <laughs>
1: well, you know, the, it's, it's, it's not unusual. It happens. Yeah, it happens. And, and there's many mm-hmm. times that people have seen, you know, UFOs, i.e., actual ones that we're we're not talking well it's you know it's unidentified and it is flying and it is an object so it's a ufo no, no. we're talking people seeing like the actual a craft not made by man right and it's very bright you know a lot of bright lights etc cetera, etc cetera. there's pl- plenty of people that that have had those type of experiences you know and i've not heard of too many but i'm sure there's those people that have had UFO encounters, sightings, and also have seen Sasquatch, etc. So, you know, anything's possible in this world. Just because we don't want to believe it or open our minds to the possibility doesn't mean that it's not possible. Okay. And what about apparitions?
2: Um, I've not really, besides like the things that I've seen like in my mind's eye, I've seen a person standing beside me um, in the room once uh, but beyond that in the shadow creatures i haven't really seen apparitions mostly it's noises objects moving i've had my bathroom lights turn off turn on and off in the middle of the night that was really i blame that on a crackhead too i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like a crackhead just like ran into my bathroom in the 2 seconds that my eyes were closed um but never really right. seeing, like, a full-bodied apparition. Right. The only time I ever really saw anything, it was, like, a pair of legs standing beside me. And that was pretty and much the,
1: it. And the Native American. Well, no, the Native American. And the
2: were- Na- Native American. But that was, to me, more in, in my other sight, I guess, is right. a it good way your to put it. Eye, yeah, my third eye. eye, third eye blind. Another thing
0: <laughs> I was going to say... Um, I had a friend that used to work with us at the club, and he said that one time he lived out in Westlake, which is here in austin, and uh
1: kind of a ritzy area
0: kind of a yeah it's it's an older uh money area, but he was saying that there there was a lot of woods where he's at now there's been a dog man sighting that I had talked about in one of the shows out there, but he said that there was this wooded area which isn't far from where he saw the or not him but where somebody saw a dog man, and he was walking down this wooded trail, a heavily wooded area, because as you've seen, Austin is full of wooded. It, it is. It's very wooded. And he saw a pair of legs paralleling him, and he could not see in his peripheral the body.
2: Oh, wow. But he could That's... make out the legs. Yeah, yeah remember and there was a guy we like used that. to work
0: with. No. His nickname was Shakespeare. That's what we called him. <laughs> but all the guys will remember him. He's it's
2: very he, eloquent speaker.
0: No, nah, we call his real name was real kind of strange, fancy. <laughs> oh, fancy. so we we nicknamed him Shakespeare, and everybody called him that. So it was just <laughs> weird. Like it was like, yeah. But anyway, he was telling us this story, and he was like, "I was walking, and I was going from my from my house to my friend's house to a wooded trail. Uh, I guess he was carrying some video games or whatever, uh, PlayStation games. And he saw this uh, this pair of legs like going alongside him." And he couldn't he could not see the body to it,
2: now were they like human legs, <clears throat>
0: yeah, human legs, oh, okay. um that's what he said, but they were like he just looked over and he saw these legs, you know Oof. and and he couldn't see he didn't he didn't look up to look and see what it was, he kept his head down because he was terrified, I but bet. he could tell in the peripheral that there was not a body attached to them, so that was weird, you know um, yeah,
2: i would I would. I would probably just bolt in the opposite direction of the legs.
1: It probably wasn't, you know, there wasn't anywhere to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, what are you gonna do? It knows where yeah. you live. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. You know,
0: oh, my did you God. ever have anything like that happen to you?
2: I've been uh, me and some girlfriends when we were younger. She had a, a long driveway that went through the woods, and she had mentioned like, "There's this woods is creepy, and this is way out in the middle of nowhere." Way, like an hour from town, and uh, we got chased. I don't know what I mean it could have been anything, which is why I don't you mm-hmm. know you gotta take it with a grain of salt, you know, yes. and uh, you definitely got a creepy vibe, and you walked down this hill, it was like and it went into this dark, almost like ravine and went up the other side, <laughs> and I'm not sure what we were doing out there in the middle of the night, but um. We heard something on the way. It was a creepy feeling on the way out. And then we were walking back to the house. Um, When we got down into that ravine, we could hear something. And we just all took off. And you could hear it running through the woods um, beside us. And we made mm. it back to the house. But what that could have been, who knows. But as for seeing apparitions or being followed by apparitions... No, I've never really, thankfully, experienced seeing things. I think that would kind of probably push me into another level of.
1: Yeah, you'd be c- definitely. <laughs> you'd be definitely going like. There's Holy only smokes. so
2: much my little brain can handle.
1: And and also, dogmen have been known to do that too.
2: And I've heard a lot of more recent stories um, from. Encounter Encounters from the area near where I live. Mm-hmm. And, now, you know, I get up at all hours of the evening. Yes. And I go out there in the dark at night, and I'm, like, getting – loading everything up in my car, and I'm, like, looking over my shoulder, you know, trying to be aware of my surroundings. I'm, like, please mm-hmm. – because I believe that you attract a lot of things that you focus your energy on. Yes, and I just kind of became obsessed with listening to these stories. And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't let me, like, mentally. Well, just remember
1: the law of attraction. <laughs>
2: yeah. Don't let me law of attraction a dogman into my backyard. <laughs> I'm not I'm not cool with that.
1: Well, yeah. Th- there's a lot of people. I, I don't think Wolf ever was trying to. Uh,
2: Manifest a, a dog. Law, man. Yeah, law
1: of attraction <laughs> a, a dogman into his life. But it just happened to him. It landed in his lap. Oh, God. You know.
0: Actually, I was trying very hard. Oh. <laughs> since I was seven, I, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, Just it's... joking. I better say I'm just joking. People will be like, I knew he was doing something bad.
1: <laughs> There'll be that one, that one person. And, and, and there's these
0: camps that it's like it's a flesh and blood creature, and then there's camps that are it's a spiritual animal. It's ethereal. It's... I, I don't know what it was. I mean, it looked flesh and blood to me, but sometimes the things you see look flesh and blood.
2: I wouldn't want to find out the hard way.
1: I mean, well, I've
0: worked in places, like I said. That I
1: would agree with what happened to you that day, Wolf. I would say you saw a flesh and blood being. No? I would think so. Is that, does that necessarily, uh, does that qualify Dogman as only flesh and blood? Uh, to me, I'd say I don't think that that's, that that's going to explain anything other than what Wolf saw that day was flesh and blood. Now the ethereal dog man, the, the you know, uh, um, you know, parano- paranormal in the sense of spectral and, mm-hmm. and 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 ghostly and all that you know, apparition stuff associated. The ethereal dog man, I think that is also a very strong possibility as well.
2: I kind of you know? lean towards both sides. Yeah. I think there's a little bit, and I mean, you can't discount anything because there's a no way for us to know, and there's so many unknown things out there.
1: Very much so. Very much so. I think it's it's just a world full of so much um mystery. Yeah. And the unfortunate reality that's associated with it is the powers that be and I'm going to use that terminology, the powers that be and many people belong to that group. You know, want to keep people within a certain lane. Because for some people, having the knowledge or finding out about what's outside of this this particular lane, like a horse with his blinders on, Mm -hmm. right, finding out what's on the left and right outside of those blinders would blow their mind and send them into a panic. Yeah, It was exemplified whenever um, H.G. Wells back in 1932 was mm-hmm. reading on that radio show, The War right. of the Worlds. People mm-hmm. freaked out. A lot of people killed themselves, you know, across the country. There's people that were arming themselves, locking themselves in their house. And so when you have a a, a potential for that type of hysteria, well, let's just keep the public at, you know, within this particular scope. And if, the, you know, if there's going to be more, well will slowly condition them to kind of like a horse. Mm-hmm. You don't go shooting guns off a horse after you've only broke him for six months. You know, you've got to work him into that. You don't just throw it right on him. The first day you throw a saddle on your gear, you're, you're starting to work and, and you know, you've got to, you've got to work them into the shooting so that they don't flinch every time you shoot. Yeah. And so, and, and people, it's the same thing. So small increments, you know, of exposure. Des-
2: desensitizing.
1: Yeah, yes, that is the proper terminology.
0: So, uh, with all that being said, we are going to bring this to a close. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah. So and we've had quite the show with this, you know, our very first guest
2: Yay.
1: in studio, doing it, for lack of better words, person to person, live.
2: Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's been you were the
1: first
0: ex- fan that they came to, to actually, that's pretty cool.
2: It's very exciting, yeah.
1: Well, we are I've really enjoyed to have it. You here. This has been yeah, a great
2: experience. A good
1: discussion. Definitely. You've had a lot more creepy experiences. I bet you're gonna get home, you know, tonight. i I've,
2: I've got more
1: <laughs> And you're gonna figure out like, oh my god, I didn't say this. I didn't say that. So you got you just... got more?
2: I mean, yeah. I mean my whole life has just been a hodgepodge of
1: Well, here here's your homework for the next time, you know, we we have a chance to get you back on live. Is just write yourself a list of, of you know, like they say, take make your own little cheat sheet, your little notes, so that way you can go down all yeah. the. The ones you didn't tell yeah, us that you remember. You missed yeah. I you made a
2: list back. to bring and then I lost it. Uh, Somebody found it. They're probably going to look at that list and be like, what the They hell? turn it into
1: your uh, your boss. Yeah, be like, this is uh, <laughs> the
0: person you have helping people at 30,000 feet.
1: Uh-huh, <laughs> you need to lock her in one of those back, she back rooms. She needs a jacket, <laughs> the kind that
2: straps around the back.
1: Yes, and needs the, the guys in the white suits, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, but.
2: I think I went over most of the fun stuff. But you know, there's so many little things that happen to you, and so many things that just happen that you just kind of you don't really pay attention to them because they happen so often. And then you just kind of remember the you get desynthesized. the thing exactly, exactly. And you know what? And I think y'all mentioned that on an episode once uh, with the with the house that that you had lived in. You stuff happens so much that you become desensitized to it. So mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, oh, God, what's happening now?
1: You learn to, and you also learn to ignore a lot of it.
2: Uh-huh. The little teeny exactly. tiny stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's
1: what Wolf was saying. Some of that stuff you learn go crazy quick. Yeah. if you don't.
0: Losing your keys and your checkbook. Yeah. <laughs> or and, then, and then you look at your checkbook and you're like, I had more money in the in the bank than that ghost. Mm-hmm. It took all my money because and spent it took all on the money.
2: things.
1: Yeah, and then it hit you on top of the head with a light fixture too. Yeah. Just to boot. <laughs> so, folks, thank you for being with us, and we thank, thank Jane. Thank you, Jane. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you so you. much. This has been really Remember fun. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment, and tell your friends. Yeah, Turn them on comment the show. good
0: stuff, or we will, you know... We
1: will report you to the Federation, and... You will be em-
0: attacked by our troll army that we have, apparently.
1: And the Emperor, yes, and the Emperor will, <laughs> will call his... Um, dark lords of the sith to come see visit you so i don't know but anyways the thank federation
0: you for- <laughs> you're mixing star wars with star trek what are you doing no you're gonna make so many people mad with that dude you can't do that
1: so i can't too captain see, kirk i'm I your father like it.
0: come on man what are you doing this is
1: dang it kenobi i'm a
0: doctor what is it <laughs> like you know this this is a star destroyer of
1: the of the uss
0: enterprise
1: something like that picard was pretty good but anyways (laughs) thank you everyone have a good night